god moth. Today, we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. Now, I'll mention this throughout today's episode, but Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, much like many others, was a huge part of my childhood. Absolutely loved this movie growing up. It has such a timeless feel to it, you know. We are honoring the great Jack Albertson who plays the useless, good-for-nothing Grandpa Joe in this movie. Now, of course, that's not how I thought of that character as a kid. But now, I just sort of see him as a little bit different. When I was a kid, I thought Grandpa Joe was actually pretty cool. He laid in bed all day, he smoked tobacco, got to piss in a little bucket under the bed. <laughs> Albertson is an absolute legend with a career in... Uh, see, this guy dances... He acts, he does comedy, and it, and his career, I think, spanned from like the mid-20s, 1920s, all the way to 1981. And by the time he appeared on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in 1971, it was pretty obvious that he was one of the most talented members in the cast. He was warm, funny, stern when he needed to be, and sort of a rebel all at the same time. So now let's board that tugboat on that chocolate river and take two drops of acid because it's time to play that shit theme song. It's the most podcast you We're ready for the show We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes And then we'll all go home Navigating the legendary Harry upper lips It's the Mustachio podcast you Comb your bushy mustache, drink a Mountain Dew, take a shot of vodka, call a friend or maybe two, mustachioed man can. What is up? It is your host of the Mustachio Podcast. That was, unex oh. that was unexpected. That was fantastic. Tears in my eyes. Oh my God. This is Daniel Segura and I am welcoming back my brothers from an Irish mother, Shane and Terry McCollum. How are y'all doing, boys? We're doing great. Fantastic. Scrumdiddly umptious, you might say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our schnoz wangers are at attention. Yeah, I like schnoz wangers. That needs to be a death metal band. <laughs> <laughs> we are schnoz wanger. <laughs> Steel nation. <laughs> Sorry, just had to do it. <laughs> so um, we are talking Willy Wonka, and I don't remember um, well Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and I don't remember exactly how this happened. Do y'all have any idea how we even decided we wanted to talk about this? I did actually we bring this up on our the last episode we were on. <laughs> no, we we, we actually did. I remember this. I can't okay. remember how it came up, but while we were talking about Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is one of your best episodes, if I great may say. Great episode. Highly recommend. <laughs> there was something about it that made it the best. The but fans do, loved it. It was during that episode that we somehow got onto Willy Wonka and then I think I actually even said on that episode, "Hey, next time we're on, we should do Willy Wonka." Terry, by the way, I just want to thank you for saying Invasion of the Body Snatchers because I was literally about to call the movie Pod People. <laughs> I was going to call it Contamination. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got it. Look for a mustache in that movie because we got to cover con fucking Contamination. No, Grimes yeah. covered it, I, and I was oh, in that did. episode. That's I don't right. want to talk about it. Or Pod I People. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't listened yeah, to it I yet. Just... 
Or we can't. <laughs> Did they like release it when I had COVID or some shit? Because like I have probably so I didn't listen to it probably yet. because it was very recent. Yeah, I had yeah. the COVID. I had the COVID and I missed so many goddamn recent episodes. The damn pandy. Yeah, you think you yeah. would think COVID is like a great time to like yeah. you know be able to listen to your favorite. It is a great time while you're in bed and just sick and like you know, relax. It's actually not. Um, you're sick and dying, and your lungs are filled with blood, and you have lots of diarrhea, and you just don't actually do much of anything. Oh, no, I not tell the you, that's, why, <laughs> that's why when I'm sick, I never watch things I really, really like, because then I'm going to connotate it with something negative. Exactly. So I'll watch like, know, yeah. shitty movies that are kind of like, I would never really normally watch them, and I'll be like, oh, here's that movie, here's Dances with Wolves, I'll watch this while I'm <laughs> shitting myself. I'm actually glad you said that, because I couldn't bring myself to watch any movies i liked while i had it but yeah. the one movie i would i mustered to watch while i had covid was cool world <laughs> oh, it's yeah, a hell of a choice i had it for a month and a half and the only movie the one movie i didn't even really like intend to watch a bad movie i wanted to cheer myself up i wanted to get my mind off it and i didn't think i would actually necessarily hate cool world i wanted to give the bakshi bomb ass a chance yeah and uh well you know what let's just say it made the COVID a lot worse i think that's why i, th I think that almost put i think i that's why i was almost put on a, a ventilator uh so tell me about y'all's um what is y'all's history with willy wonka the chocolate factory is this something y'all saw as kids or yeah. oh yeah we didn't own it but i for some reason i remember watching this in grade school a few times like whenever yeah i, I don't know i guess like on a rainy day when they would show a movie like oh let's watch willy wonka i guess it's just one of the movies that our school had this was one of the things that yeah our school had the vhs and it was just like you know if the teachers just wanted to say fuck it they would just wheel out the big cart that yeah. had the big CRTV. It was yeah. just like, fuck it. Show the kids fucking Willy Wonka, you know? It was just one of those things. That's when you knew it was going to be a damn good day. And it was. Day. Exactly. Man. It always was. And it's kind of, uh, in general, kind of amazing that teachers would even show us that movie because it is fairly dark. And um, the it's book not... is a lot darker, but yeah, it is oh, pretty yeah. dark. It's it's in particular not very kind to children. Yeah. Roald Dahl, you saucy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had the we had the hard the hardcover um, when I was a kid, and I remember reading it, and I would think maybe I was like eight or nine, and I was like, wow, this is really freaking weird. And later on, I remember my cousin Gabby lived with us for a little bit. She was like maybe two, and my mom was reading it to her to help her like take naps throughout the day. And she, after a while, she said, can you stop reading this book to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little too much for a two-year-old. But uh... I, I do remember in third grade in my reading class, we did have to read the book for our class. Oh, yeah, I vividly – Shane, we went to the same school. Did you have to do that too? No, we never actually had to uh, read Charlie. Oh, that's that's so... she just never had to read. <laughs> never had to, never had to read. Never had to nah, read. Book... We, we got our knowledge from the streets. You kidding me? None of that reading shit. Books are too Dang. verbose. But no, I do remember. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> no, I do vividly remember reading it. Yeah. I don't remember much about the book because I was a kid and I was just like, "Can we just same watch here. the movie already?" Yeah, same here. It's been a while, and it is one of those things where 
yeah, the book is great, but man, this is the kind of story you need to see. Yeah. This is a, this needs to be visualized. It needs the visual, tactile nature of the chocolatiness that just comes off yeah. the screen. You want to see that chocolate waterfall. Exactly. <laughs> What's your opinion on uh, Gene Wilder as, as Willy Wonka? Oh, he's a, oh, fantastic. He's a fucking dude. I mean, we, we don't really have any hot takes about that. He's, yeah, he's he awesome. He brings that blazing Saddles energy to it. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely magical. Like, I remember mm-hmm. him... I remember thinking about when I would see him as a kid and he would be acting really weird. I always imagined him as that kind of crazy person downtown that talks to himself, but he just happened <laughs> to own a factory. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but he's fun, man. Like, I just yeah, like he, that. He is. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's a good time, and I I love that they found someone like Gene Wilder that has because as this is the first time for some reason I don't know why I didn't notice this before his hair is like perfectly placed initially and it slowly sort of loses control. <laughs> I don't think I really caught that detail. It's tough to control the curls like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed the curls it. Curls are perfect. I noticed yeah. a huge difference once they um. Once we get into that riverboat scene, which we we will touch on for sure, and I was like, "Oh, look, his hair is a little bit different." And mm-hmm. then slowly, by the end, it's like doing it's it's almost alive. By the end, it's like breathing. Yeah. Um, one thing I should mention, uh, since we're doing Willy Wonka, this is kind of timely because pretty recently they announced a new Wonka origin story movie where they're gonna go That's into right. <laughs> where they're gonna go into Willy Wonka's gritty origin story. Which I don't know why they're making a movie about that because didn't the remake already kind of do that? They did. They touched yeah. on a lot of that stuff, and honestly, not great. Exa- no. Exactly. It that, wasn't. That movie was not good. Yeah. He, the the whole this isn't one of those classic things where the mystery of the character is what makes the character dope. Yeah, yes. exactly. You could come up with your own reasons why he's a freaking crazy ass maniacal chocolate person, chocolatier. You know, it, it's more fun that way when you see like why he was fucked up, and you see that it was some kind of his dad was a dentist. His, yeah, his dad. His, <laughs> His dad, played by Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, which and the is fact, terrifying. and the fact that you, the fact that you see the Oompa Loompa Island, it's like I didn't need to see this. No. Oh, I don't need to see him steal some pygmies from their fucking village. That's messed no. up. That's really messed <laughs> up. Really. In the book, they look. I think in the book, they kind of do look like pygmies. Um, and then yeah, it's like literally that. It's yeah, it's pretty much what horrible. it is. Horrible. It's, uh, it's really the fucked fuck, up, man. Like we don't gotta like. <laughs> We don't I, need that shit, man. Like, I get that the book was written in the 60s, but I'm glad that's something that uh, wasn't like, really... Like, you say this in the episode where he, like, he kind of talks about, like, Oompa Loompa Land. Like, he doesn't, he, like, he says in the in this version, in the 1970s movie, he calls it, like, Oompa Loompa Land. Yeah, and he, like, dis- all he does is describe it, and that's it. But he, doesn't he call it Oompa Loompa Land? I'm pretty yeah, sure. it's actually called Oompa Loompa Land. So, like, so basically, like, it's a fairy kingdom, like... We can kind of yes, it's Narnia. Like, separate this from any kind of reality. It's a Narnia. <laughs> we don't have to worry about. It's a Wonderland. We don't have to worry about any kind of like racial strife here. They're fairies, like you know, that's kind of problematic still. But these guys, are, although I we do don't like, gotta w- worry about reparations or like they don't really <laughs> exist. These orange little green-haired bastards. Do we gotta worry about? No, I'm not gonna worry about the racial disparity with them. <laughs> But yeah. pygmies, like this is that's a bit, that's that's kind of a thing, dude. Uh, that's kind of worrisome. No, that's a Going real the world narr- issue that, to yes, this day. That's, 
Right. They, that's a real place. I'm really glad that I didn't catch that as a little kid. Yeah. And like in the, in the remake, we <laughs> see him going to that island, and even though they make it look all fanciful, like the actual Oompa Loompas in that movie, like they're played by a Hawaiian dude, and like, yeah. they look like <laughs> he looks they, like a real person still. And it's they, like, they, it's look like, they look like this natives. Is, this is like really fucking it's like, why did like you this. Why did you do this? This is terrible. Just go back to like them being like little fairy funny men. It's so funny. Like it. It's so funny because, and, and I apologize for showing my age, because the remake came out when I was a little kid, and I remember I'd seen the original a few times in school, and I was like, ooh, they're making a new Willy Wonka. And I remember I saw it, I got it on DVD, and I watched it a lot of times as a kid like trying to love it but then yeah. like it's like oh this movie's good but then i remember if i would be flipping through tv and like the original version was on i was always way more excited to watch that one and yeah. that was one of the first times as as you know you know the budding you know film appreciator in me was just like huh you know what i think the old version might just be better because i'm enjoying this way more than johnny depp and terry and, don't and, apologize about your age if you're young that's <laughs> Terry, most, you zoomer. Such a dick thing to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize for my age, but I'm fresh faced. Anyway, but I no, I mean, like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but you know the one part I did like in the re. I know we're not talking about the remake, but the one part I did like is the whole little carousel Willy Wonka that they all melt and fucking explode. <laughs> that was really cool. I did like that. Aspect. Okay, yeah. Because they 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 kind of knew that they couldn't like um outshine his appearance of like walking out the factory and doing that True. cool little flip yeah. so i guess like that is like kind of like a cool thing like i guess they kind of did that yeah and, and i feel like that was a cool like little replacement i guess and we don't yeah. really need to summarize this movie. i think most people kind of know what this movie's about you got a little poor kid and you know he, he uh <laughs> he's he's real thirsty he really wants some tickets and stuff but you know what i do want to kind of go go a little in order and then we'll we'll sort of focus on our favorite scenes as we're going along and skip the ones we don't care about hey twisted listeners i'm cindy and i'm diva and we are twisted listers a weekly podcast about murder and lists each week we choose a new topic and we cover 10 cases all under that common theme we've done incredible fun topics like family annihilators cannibals killer grandmas and we've also done survivor stories for those of you that like a more uplifting tale so if this sounds like your kind of party, join us every Monday, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. So yeah, we hope you tune in and we hope that you stay off our lists. Bye. So, um, so yeah, so this, this movie opens up with kids getting out of school, I believe, and they all run into, um, to a candy store, like there's crack sprinkled on them because I just want to point point out something. This is the first time I ever noticed this. The candy store in this movie is called Bill's Candy. So I can only assume the guy behind the counter is Bill. Now I always assumed like this motherfucker who's always going like who's like singing his songs and like you know he's got this funny British voice. The Candyman. Yeah, the Candyman can like you know I always thought this guy would be called something like you know Niles or Smithers or Nell Prober or Moon Unit. No, I don't. His name is fucking Bill. Mr. Pompas. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Pompas Candy. I'm I'm just fucking like so disappointed. He's just Bill. The thing that I never noticed before. And this is just, like, something that I thought. It's like, you know, the Candyman gets his own song. Like, his song is the opening, like, the first song in the movie. So I feel like he would be a bit more of a presence for the rest of the movie since he's sort of announced with this big musical number. 
But no, he's really only in one more scene after this. Yeah, I, I yeah, actually really liked him. Scene. It's an important scene, though. He, yeah. He kicks off uh, He kicks off the movie, and then, like, this first act here, and then he kicks off, like, the next part. He kicks he, off this part, like, this first act, and then he kicks off, like, the next part. Yeah. yeah. And you he kind of I mean? He kind of helps bring in the weird... <clears throat> Um, legendary mysticism that is Wonka yeah. in this yeah. song. So you know, like, oh shit, like Willy Wonka, this isn't some generic ass dude. Like, this is some guy that is nobody really knows that much about, but he's a mystery and he makes he all these dope candies. He is offended on Wonka's behalf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Wonka propagandist. Yeah, he's in Wonka's back pocket. <laughs> right? He really is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's totally in the, the hands of Big Wonka. Someone's like, I'll take a Hershey's. No, you won't! <laughs> Why is it behind the <laughs> I like the idea of him turning on a dime like that. He's like, that candy man. I'll take her. Shut up. You won't take her. Oh, anyway, candy you. man can. <laughs> I love that whole thing. I love the whole. The only thing is the whole with the lollipops going left and right. I'm like, nobody eats those. <laughs> I, th- I think what's funny about this movie having a very famous song called like the candy man is that uh, I'm pretty sure there's also like an old blues standard called The Candyman, which is just about a guy who fucks a lot. <laughs> well, I'm pretty... like... <laughs> Didn't Sammy Davis Jr. cover this? <laughs> Turn into a big hit? I would have liked to listen to that one. Or do you think when Sammy Davis Jr. covered this this uh, song, he meant it about fucking? <laughs> I just know that there there are blues songs that like reference... Like a candy man and like, oh, he's coming in your back door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think the... that's just all old blues standards, though. I mean, pretty much. They're all just like either horny or depressed. Like, I mean... uh, yeah, like uh, Candyman by Mississippi John Hurt. Well, all you ladies gather around. That good, sweet Candyman's in town. It's the Candyman. It's the Candyman. So, yeah, that's right. I was right. It's a sex song if I've ever heard one. Just, just bring in a little history. I might play a little clip of it while we're talking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, my show's not popular enough. I won't get flagged. Yeah, the podcast needs some fucking lounge music. Talk over children's movies. I know. Yeah, right? Some, come right at you. Some smooth jays. <laughs> so we, we we meet we meet little Charlie Bucket, and uh, he's a little paper boy. And he doesn't have a bike, so he's just got to, like, run and throw. That's rough. Yeah. That is rough. Now, what I don't understand is, like, Charlie doesn't have any money to uh, buy candy, so he's obviously not with the other kids during this scene. But the candy man obviously has a habit of just throwing shit at these fucking kids, so why isn't he in there? <laughs> yeah, like, grab a little something on the floor. <laughs> like, fucking go at it, Charlie. Jesus Christ. They're bound to drop Bill is something. obviously very. Bill is very fucking loose with this shit. <laughs> he is. He He's opens a, his little bar door and lets him come in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the next time we see Charlie in the shop, like you know, he's using his grimy sewer corn to pay for it. It's like, Christ, Charlie, <laughs> you, you came in on the wrong day. <laughs> yeah, you got to get in there when when the when Bill is distracted. You know, maybe yeah. grab a couple of schnozzleberries or whatever the hell that's on the corner schnozberries schnozberries schnozwangers bars. and um we get that dope just wonderful wide shot of the willy wonka factory it just it looks mysterious and gorgeous at the same time yeah and then all of a sudden 
we hear a uh, we hear this guy saying, "Up the every mountain, down the rushing glen, we dare not go a hunting for fear of little men." <laughs> I completely forgot about this guy. He's creepy, have, bro. I've seen this movie so many fucking times. I swear to God, this is the first time I've seen this motherfucker. <laughs> I swear to God, I do not remember this guy. He is so so much of this part of the movie you you definitely tend to forget because as a little kid you're just like oh I just want them to get to the factory. You're not really paying that much attention to this half of the movie. Yeah, where it's just Charlie being poor. Yeah, this and do we notice that he is carrying that he is pushing a cart full of like. Knives, butcher knives, knives and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What is he going is, on with this man? He's like, he's like a prophet. He's like, nobody ever goes in, and nobody ever comes out. He's like, okay, dude. Okay, and he backs up, staring Ooh. at Charlie. It's great. It's like, ah, I love it. Creepy son of a bitch. So then we we get to uh, we get to the house and before we do, I just want to add one more detail. Oh yeah. Um, Charlie, before we we get to the crazy man with his fucking cart of. <laughs> insane murder implements charlie stops and like hands off the rest of his papers to his boss or something mr joe peck oh yeah who uh tells uh charlie to say hi to his grandpa joe a man who has not been out of bed in 20 years i just want everyone to file that detail he, he knows him from back in high school days <laughs> probably because mr joe peck's pretty old too maybe they were buddies in the war true, true. that's a possibility I just want everyone to follow. Hey, right. Tell that. Just remember that detail. Just remember this detail. It all it all adds up. Tell that lazy up. cunt of a grandfather you have. I said hi. Uh, tell that lazy meet. bitch that I said hi. <laughs> we do meet Grandpa George, Grandma Georgina, Grandma Josephine, and Grandpa Joe. <laughs> all of them laying in the same bed with their stanky asses and their piss buckets hanging out underneath. Ooh. It is. Can you imagine uh, the stench of this room? Jesus. Oh, they got to have dry baths. I mean, it's got to be rough. They just uh. like they just like throw powder on the bed just to kind of uh. <laughs> keep, keep the scents down. And uh, Charlie is what, super what happy. Even, what even are their ailments? Like we don't even know. Are are they just so old they can't walk anymore? Just generic old. Yeah, I'm convinced that. You know, I think because the the husband must have either passed or ran out of the, you know, ran out that the yeah. mom just is trying to keep him there. So she just kind of gives him some a little something in the soup, you know, <laughs> or do you think she went misery on all their ankles? She, well, that's what I'm saying. I think maybe she put a little kind of poison in the soup. Their legs aren't working. Slow them down. You think the mom's behind all this? <laughs> <laughs> All four of them just have to be happen to be famous authors that she was a fan of, and they all did. They, they're all all of them. <laughs> they're not even married. No. Oh shit! She just so then when Charlie was born, she just lied to him and told told him. Wait a minute! My name's George. Your name's Georgina. What a coincidence <laughs> that we're laying next to each other with broken ankles. Yeah, this wasn't something I noticed until Terry pointed out to me after again after all these fucking years of watching this damn movie. I must just be really dumb. Every single couple, all the parents, all the grandparents, um, everyone married has like the male and female version of the name: George, Georgina, Henry, Henrietta, Joseph, Josephine. Yeah, we see later that Veruca Salt's parents are named Henry and Henrietta, which is a pretty f- funny detail. That's a good it's bit. like what it- it's for every yeah right yeah. <laughs> 
So you cannot comp- copulate in the Willy Wonka universe unless it's with someone <clears throat> who has the feminine version, yeah. the masculine version of your name. You're just not allowed. So I would have to meet a Danielle. Right. I would have to find, like, Shane. I would have to find a Shanna. Terry. We have to find a Terry. Yeah, because <laughs> Terry with an I. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, my name. Thankfully, my name's unisex, so I wouldn't have to. Yeah, you got I'd have to find. I'd have to find. I'd have to find a Teresa. <laughs> oh yeah, Teresa. Teresa. Yeah, you could. That means you could might be able to find a Latina Teresa. Yeah, same thing. Teresa. Yeah. A little spicy alive, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I hope she talks exactly like the talk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh charlie mentions to grandpa joe about the tinkerer the that's what they call him the tinkerer that guy with the, the knives tinkerer. Mm-hmm. the tinkerer the tinkerer and uh other than that i think also is that is this the part where he's like giving him whatever shillings that he has and he i think he gives it to grandpa joe so he can buy some tobacco i'm not yeah, sure if that's yeah. here well yeah he bought some bread for the family with his earnings from like you know being a paper boy and he also bought some tobacco with it too Yep, yep. Because Grandpa Joe's got to get his smoke on. Yep, doesn't have to do shit and gets a smoke. It's got to be a yep. pretty sweet. Grandpa life. Joe, our hero. <laughs> we both, I do notice as we go through this movie how almost everybody isn't that great. Like, no. <laughs> uh, I also want to point out a, a great line that Grandpa Joe has here where he's uh, bitching at the mom who's doing all the work. And he says that um, Grandpa Joe, our invalid, who can't get out of bed. <laughs> Who makes a claim later in the movie that he has not gotten out of that who has not who makes a claim later in the movie he has not gotten out of bed in thirty years Great. says that the floor is cold. Yeah, yeah. Grandpa Joe. He even says Charlie should should be able to have a little fun. He's a kid. Well, fucker, get up and go get a damn job doing something. Yeah. Then Charlie could have some fun. He's having to freaking carry this damn family on his back. I'm just saying, Grandpa Joe is, is very suspicious. Mister Joe Peck seems to be. Suspiciously familiar yeah. with them, uh, you know. making these claims about the floor. Grandpa Listen, Joe, what how, is going yeah. on? How do you know the floor is cold? Yeah, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like this motherfucker. Although we are honoring Jack Albertson, we will be shitting on him throughout most of this movie. Yeah. I said that while we were watching it. You know, the episode's going to be centered on him, but we're just going to be giving him shit the whole time. <laughs> I'm going to be giving him shit. So, Sorry, Jack. I'm sure you're a nice guy, but I'm uh, sure you're a nice guy. I'm going to be honoring your legacy. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> yes, you, rest in peace. <laughs> but but screw your character. Yeah, yeah, and he does give us a little bit of Willy Wonka's background. He mentions we, this is the first time we hear about Slugworth, who's a I guess a yeah. recipe stealer. He's a spy basically, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he he does talk about the fact that there used to be workers there but then after all the recipe stealing he closed the gates locked it up there was no production then all of a sudden started producing a ton of chocolate but nobody knows how or you know how the hell that's happening so willy wonka just took all the just got rid of all the jobs that he could have offered in Ger- munich germany <laughs> <laughs> and takes up valuable real estate <laughs> this guy is just stealing man <laughs> One thing, I, one thing I want to bring up. This is the scene where Grandpa Joe's like telling Charlie all about Willy Wonka. Now, in the remake, that version's Grandpa Joe says like, "Oh yes, I used to work for Willy Wonka for five years," and it didn't. Right. That didn't occur to me until uh, after watching this movie. And I was thinking to myself, that's kind of a weird detail to put in there for seemingly no reason. Uh, was that in the book? Because I feel like. 
you know, the fact that they called it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which was the original title of the book, was that movie trying to be a bit more faithful? And then I looked it up. It's like, no, that wasn't in the book. Like, Tim Burton just made that myth that Grandpa Joe actually worked there. <laughs> yeah. And in, the, and in the movie, it doesn't even amount to anything. Because when they finally get to the factory, Grandpa Joe's like, Mr. Wonka, I used to work for you. Do you remember me? And then Johnny Depp's just like, uh, no. Some real. <laughs> and then it, it, exactly. that just goes nowhere. Yeah. And also the fact that, um, you know, in both movies, how how come grandpa joe has never mentioned willy wonka like you would have thought that charlie would have already been aware of willy wonka at this point he's already old enough to have asked about it but yeah I guess they wanted us to introduce it to the viewer as well but i thought it was kind of weird like by the like, time i was charlie's age i would have known because like if the candy man's talking about him then shouldn't it be common knowledge like how is charlie so out of i know he's poor but how is he so out of the loop on this I'm going to have plenty of chances by to the... sh shit on this version of Uncle Joe, but at least he's not a cuck for Willy Wonka. He stands up He stands up to Willy Wonka in this movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ, at least he's not that bad. Grandpa Joe in the remake's a fucking wimp. <laughs> gets, fi gets fired by Willy Wonka and says, like, Oh, Mr. Wonka, remember me? No. no. Christ almighty. What the hell is that? It's humiliating. We get to the British teacher in this part, and this made me actually realize that teaching would be much easier if you could just drink on the job. Because this guy is wasted. <laughs> oh, yeah. This guy looks like nerdy George Lazenby. Who the hell is it? Yeah, this, it also confuses me like where this movie is no, in, no, this is in the, the world. This is the best movie. Like, it's filmed in Munich. Filmed in like, Germany. We have, we have plenty of American cast members. American cast members who live in this city, but that, like we, our teacher is British. Well, yeah, because like it's filmed in Munich. We're never supposed to know where the fuck we are. A good portion of the population is also British. Um, it's just supposed to like look very fairy tale like. I think that's like you know, one of the best aspects of the film. Yeah, it's filmed yeah. in Munich to look like a fairy tale setting because of how like just fucking gorgeous and like um, scenic Munich is. Yeah, and, and also the fact that there's like, especially with with some of the homes, like most of the homes are super gorgeous i mean mm -hmm. everything's kind of similar but also it adds you're more believable it's more believable that uh that charlie is from humble uh, you know humble beginnings he's a lower income kid because there are some parts of the village that are kind of rougher and old yeah and also so having like, oh, yeah. also having a lot of british people having grown up with harry potter it's like anytime i hear a british accent i just automatically think of magic and wonder yeah. so that also helps the, yeah you gotta throw in a brit yeah, the, the British people around and the um, Munich, like sh uh, the Munich street life, kind of just adds that vague Europeanness that you equate with kind of like fairy tale locales. Yeah, which gives it that timeless kind of just fairy tale like atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. That they were kind of going for, not in like a very overt kind of way that the tim burton movie went for yeah in more of a subtle kind of way because this is still in a way supposed to be modern day like we see machines and shit we see mm -hmm. used car dealerships we see <laughs> oh, yeah. tvs and all that kind of stuff everything about the move the world that this movie creates it's like it's the ideal world that a child would want to live in the fact that the teacher dismisses class because he found out that the golden tickets are going out he's like class dismissed like the fact that that's a reason to get out of school it's just like yeah yeah <laughs> Then we get a lot of American stuff. We get like American news. We th this this movie kind of reminds me of RoboCop, where we get the weird news segments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that aspect of it. It, it is like RoboCop. Yeah, it's so just, dope. Oh god, yeah. Replace every. <laughs> 
imagine if all that I'll imagine if all those like you know I'll buy that for a dollar were expanded. Imagine if one of the kids died in the factory imagine because if we got more background. For that. Imagine if one of the kids in the factory died because like there was like a like a gumball machine that like kept shooting holes in them. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna go the toxic waste route. We're like, <laughs> I was about oh my, I was gonna bring that up when Augustus Gloop goes into the chocolate, but he comes up like he, he was in rope, like the guy from RoboCop. I was gonna say that later. We do meet good old Augustus Gloop here, and a, a pretty dope scene. Um, okay, this because <laughs> what you mentioned with me bringing up confusing geography, Dusselheim doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, that that's not, not real, fucking, right? Okay. That's not a fucking place. I heard that name and I was like, like is that real? That sounds made up. And I had and, to check and I was like, no. And Augustus, Augustus Luke goes, I feel sorry for Wonka. It's going to cost him a fortune and fudge. It's like, yeah, we got to come up with a place in Germany. I don't know. Flargenheim. I don't know. Just something like that. Dusselheim. There, put that. That. That's good. And then that, is it the dad that eats the microphone? It's the, yeah. It's the dad. <laughs> that's so- it's so simple, but it's such a good bit because of the timing. I love it. Oh, he doesn't say shit. He just keeps no. eating like a machine, bro. I he love that. He never gets scene. a line, right? Yeah. He never speaks. No. no, we do not. Then we get our first appearance of Slugworth, who who's maybe one of the more funniest uh, uh, strategies that he does is he's dressed in like a like as a as a server, and he starts whispering inside uh, um, Augustus's ear, but we don't yeah. know really what he's saying yet. But it is creepy and hilarious at the same time. Yeah, I feel Slugworth. like this scene was filmed. I feel like this bit was filmed last because this is his more uh, most elaborate like. Uh, this is his scheme most elaborate to, like, scheme to, to get him. to the child. The rest of them, he just goes right up to them. I feel like Augustus. Yeah, he's just right. But yeah. this one is this one's shown first. I it hate also him. makes me feel like is this game rigged? How does he know where they're gonna win it? Right, because right, <laughs> like based on what we know, even based on what we know later on in the movie, it doesn't make sense. He would have to get there pretty quickly. Also, yeah. I, I hate to interrupt, but uh, you know what? Dusselheim is the name of a, a, a brewing company, apparently. Uh, Do you think uh, maybe because they're like, hey, there's this... Oh, no, no, it's the name of a brew that's made by a, a brewing company, a Dusselheim German Pilsner. Huh. Do you think maybe they're like, well, it works. <laughs> they, do you think they're like, everybody remembers it from Wonka. <laughs> so they're yeah, going to be like, yeah. everybody, <laughs> it's, it got so big in Wonka. They're going to immediately associate it when they hear they're going to, oh, Dusselheim, Augustus Gloop's hometown. They're going to know that everybody remembers it. It's so funny. I mean, obviously a more obvious one, but I I was going to start a hardcore band called Slugworth, but the name was taken, so someone else had thought about that. I mean, that that would, yeah, I can imagine that being the name of a hardcore band, totally. Slugworth. Two X's on each side, you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> Slugworth, you know, like California, California, California Straight Edge. <laughs> yeah, California Straight Edge Hardcore Slugworth. <laughs> so uh, was taken too. <laughs> we uh, we get back at Charlie's house, and it, did did Charlie Bucket or the actor that plays Charlie Bucket did he like get hurt in the neck or get a hickey on his leg? This guy's got the thickest ass scarf I've ever seen in my life. Like, I. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, you know, all the, all the female cast members, all the, like, the female kids in the factory, like, they were all over this kid. 
<laughs> I should say now that you bring up the actor who played now that you bring up the actor who yeah, played Charlie. Let's talk about him. <laughs> I just want to say, uh, uh, one of my best friends in high school. He told me that uh, his mom was actually friends with uh, Peter Austin when she was a little kid, and they used to go sled riding together. Wow. Yeah, and this friend of mine, he's not the type of person to like make up bullshit. So like, I just I I believe him. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, that's really cool. I feel like Peter Ostrom was probably a pretty cool kid, like just pretty chill, not like a douchey kid, because he never really got into the Hollywood thing. No, no. Did he even act in anything else besides no. this? I don't a lot think of child he did. actors do just like fall <laughs> straight off after their big role. Yeah, yeah. He became and, and, a farmer, I think. I could be wrong. What? That's that's yeah. really that cool. That would have been awesome. And honestly, as you know. Obviously, he's great in this movie, and I think it's great that he has a role that he that is his claim to fame. But knowing what the child actor's life is like, uh, I'm actually more often glad to hear about kids who only do a couple of movies and like don't get very deep into that life. Oh, absolutely! Just knowing yeah. how it's they best turn to out. Just do one and then like you know get the fuck. Yeah, out of there. he's been yeah. interviewed in the past, and they have asked him that because they were like, "You were riding high. You could have done whatever you wanted." And he straight up said, well, when I was done with the movie, I did the movie and I didn't have the feel like the desire to keep doing it. I didn't quite like it that much. So I got out like it was just like that for him as a kid. Yeah. And I think he's good because he's not he's not a great actor. He's kind of raw and it but it makes him seem like an actual real kid, you know. Okay, so Veruca. Uh, it starts out, she just, like, turns around. It's, it's, we're already in the factory, right? Yes. Okay, Veruca turns around in her chair. I don't know what the fuck she's saying. She's already on she's her... yelling. Daddy, I want it now! <laughs> right? You promised you I would get it first, Daddy! And her father is already fucking apoplectic, like, sweating. And the dad is great, honestly. Oh, I love the dad. <laughs> Sweetie, I can't make them work anymore. They're working as bloody fast as they can! He's so it's good. Great. He is exactly one of my favorites. Like they have they have traveled to a third world country to set up a sweatshop so that they can uh, work. They so that they can work people to the bone. To open it. Not really. They're probably they went stiff. to fucking Thailand in the yeah. yeah. Uh, they yeah. have suicide nets on the roof. Um, but yeah, they are getting people to open up boxes of chocolate en masse to find that motherfucking ticket, and Veruca is flipping her shit. The dad's losing his shit, and the mom is just crocheting. Yeah, the mom is insane, and he's actually losing a shitload of money here because this is his factory where they do exactly whatever they do to make him money. They de-shell, they uh, they unshell peanuts. There you go. (laughs) Because he even says, like, they haven't shelled a peanut in, like, three days or something like that. (laughs) This guy is, like, a steak away from a heart attack. <laughs> He's great. His I love it. Stocks him. are plummeting. He's like, yeah. <laughs> He's like more red faced than normal face, the whole movie, and I love it. I wouldn't yeah. want it any other way. No, this guy, of all the parents, this guy's the best. Yeah. And so um, she mentions, like, she's never, she's not going to go back to school until she wins one. And then, boom, someone finds the golden ticket. And, of course, Slugworth is there. And Slugworth, like, grabs her hand and brings yeah. the worker what over. What is he doing inside this factory? Yeah. Can't just like, do... what the fuck? At least for all the other ones, you're in public. How do you, she just, <laughs> he just grabs her, like, you know, going up the, st- you can't just do that. He, yeah. <laughs> I straight what, up started thinking whatever. as a, as a kid. I thought Slugworth was supernatural. Like, I thought this dude was, like, some kind of weird ghost There needs to be thing. an X-Files on fucking Slugworth. <laughs> yeah, this guy's, like... He's the one who deserves the gritty origin story movie. Not Wonka. Honestly, yeah. The one thing about the beginning of this whole film 
It's like a series of skits and bits. That's pretty much it what really we get. It really is. No, we get a, it's, we got a ton of vi- vignettes. Besides, yes. like, all the news reports with, like, the kids and just, like, the reporting on the um, events the and everything. We see, mm-hmm. like, we see vans pulling up to the White House full of Wonka bars. Um, <laughs> there's that therapy session you mentioned. There's the guy inventing the machine. Terry, you love that scene. The That's se- my favorite the, one. The, se- the semen system. The semen. I'm glad. The semen machine. Yeah, Terry. That's. <laughs> That's my favorite scene because I think that's just such a good joke and like a great build up and a great punchline. Like that's that's like my favorite little yeah. part of the movie. There's the auction in England. There's the kidnapping scene with a ransom. <laughs> so All good. of these just come up and end like out of nowhere. There's no like um segue to them. These vignettes just come and go. They're they're great. Yeah, and they hit hard. They hit fast. It's like yeah, if you blink, you miss one of them. It's a great variety show. Before we get to like. The real factory part, which like you know, uh, the you know the real show, like you know Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, oh, yeah. the true movie. That's we when, get it's it's fantastic. yeah yeah. That's the shit though. That's when stuff really gets hype. To me, it's like the first half is for the adults because now that I'm older, I really enjoyed the first part of the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I didn't I like it when like, I was a kid as much. Yeah, I almost feel like they thought that this might have been a bit too slow paced for like they filmed all this. And then thought that it might have been a bit too slow paced for children back in the day in the 70s. So they thought, we need to edit this in a way that it's not this boring and drawn out. So they made some like slappy, kooky, kind of funny (laughs) cutaways like this. Like children, like maybe to us, like in the modern day, like this still kind of scans like as adults, it's funny to us, but as kids, this might still kind of scan as like a bit slower. Yeah. But to kids yeah. in the seventies, this probably helped and showed as like you know a more of like you know a variety type, uh, kookier Sesame Street style. Like yeah. look at all this funny type things. These adults arguing with machines. This these weird police. People, kidnapping things the funny auction yeah people who are so desperate to yeah. uh <laughs> to find these tickets yeah no i remember it's it great. kept my attention um it, it it yeah like it wasn't my favorite part but it kept my attention for sure like it uh-huh. it really does hype you up for for when you finally get to see because what happens is you see the factory in that white shot in the beginning and all you want to do is get in that god dang factory and the movie you wanna really see the chocolate river you yeah. want to see those weird fucking mushrooms with the whipped cream you yeah eat that can't fucking wait cup. it's so good and so finally uh violet Beauregard, we get introduced to her and she wins the first american to win and her dad is a sleazy ass used car salesman gotta love him yeah oh yeah because okay. he is so One good thing at I need it to point out about this is when Char- charlie is watching this on a tv in a in a um in a store and he has the best like look of mixed like contempt and disgust on his face i know it's supposed to be like you know sh- like um he's supposed to like be looking on and like you know he's supposed to look sad that like you know oh another golden ticket's been found i'm never gonna get those golden that golden ticket now i swear he looks so fucking disgusting violet Bullgard. and i swear she's the most hated character in the movie for being the older child who is really not that bad 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I will say this, and Shane and I were actually discussing this when we watched it. Like, one actually kind of decent thing we can say about the remake is that in this movie, like, yeah, Violet Beauregard, like, she chews gum, and that's really her only trait. Like, she likes chewing gum, and that's, like, what she wants to achieve. One thing that was actually kind of a kind of an interesting detail about the remake is that uh, that version of Violet Beauregard, she was pres- that her character is that she was like kind of an overachiever, like athletic type, very competitive. She's a very competitive bitchy, like you know, just. Uh, she still chewed gum, but like there was yeah, more to gum, her. She was like a very like you know com- over competitive, looked down, condescending, arrogant. Exactly. Very yeah. Uh, uh, she was she was she was another bad kid. And this one, she, there's nothing bad about her. She chews gum. She talks a lot. She chews gum. She's kind of bitchy at people, but like, not really. I, I don't know. I yeah yeah. That's one area. That is one little detail where I feel like the remake actually kind of got the right idea and like sort of it, where the remake kind of sort of conceived of a better shitty kid than this one did. Yeah, because I was gonna say I'd like the parent better too. I like the weird creepy mom in that yeah in that remake because she's yeah, really the, creepy yeah, the, and like the soccer ugh. mom. Yeah, she's on all kinds of pills. You can tell. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I forgot about her. That's right. Yeah, she's pretty good. And uh, so then after all that, um, Charlie's bummed. He talks to the mom. Uh, played by, I think, Diana Sol- Solwell. I don't know how to say her last name. It's S-O-W-L-E. I might be butchering it. But she does a great job as a mom. She looks like she came right off of the house, uh, Little House on the Prairie set. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> Charlie, is, Charlie is salty. Like you were saying earlier, he is still salty as hell. Yeah, and, and going off what you were saying earlier, this is why Charlie's so great. Uh, this motherfucking kid, like, you can relate. Like, this kid feels relatable. Um, in the remake, I, I know we keep harping on it, and we're not talking about this fucking movie. Charlie... <laughs> hey, I don't mind knocking both of them out. Why not? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Why not? Two birds with one stone. In, uh, in that movie, good doctor motherfucker, that kid's, like, you know, too perfect. He's always, like, you know, Oh, uh, it's like, no, it's like, I, I hate that fucking kid. F- family, family is, all, family is all that matters to me. And what I was saying before about the scene where he's sharing the chocolate with the, with his family members, like it literally, if that shot is literally framed like the fucking last supper. It's like, they're trying to make this kid look like the, like the perfect little child. Yeah. But in this movie, he's relatable well, because yeah, in this one, he's like, you know, um, acting like a kid. He's all like, you know, there's no more hope I'm going to get the ticket. He's like, you know, lashing out. He's all like, you know, oh, I'm not going to. He's, he's like, you know, being pissy. He's being a little yeah. brat. He's in his but little it's like, bubble. You don't hate him. He's like, you know, you would feel that way too. I've been in that situation where it's like, you know, I felt entitled to something. And it's like, you know, you, you feel like you feel like shit. You're a kid. It's like, you know, he's not really being, he's not like throwing a tantrum. He's just like, you know, he feels shitty. He's, he's poor. Yeah, and he wants something. And he's not getting it. Like you know, he has. You know, he's he feels bad, and you feel bad for him. You, f- they, they really, they kind of perfectly balanced. You know, the charming innocence about him, but also the very selfish side, which is inherent in every child. Right, and I think that, and I think this kid, he plays that well. He <coughs> feels sympathy for the guy. This motherfucker, he he reaches around in the sewer. He doesn't get his motherfucking candy. I feel bad for the kid. His mom, he's probably got to work two jobs. Three jobs, four jobs. He's got to clean the piss bucket under fucking Uncle Joe, who's walking around at night going to strip clubs. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the remake, there's one scene where, like, you know, Willy Wonka asks Charlie, "What's the most important thing in the world to you?" And he's like, "My family." It's, and it's like, sh- sh- shut up! God damn it! 
And I, I can't stand Which that. Which is funny because Freddie Highmore did play Astro Boy in the terrible uh, Astro Boy 2009 movie. <laughs> and as a huge Astro Boy fanboy, I fucking hated that movie. Oh, God, we don't. Like, I'm sorry. I fucking. <laughs> we don't need. It's to... a weird thing to love, but I fucking love Astro Boy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Roll. We don't need to start Shane on his Astro Boy I rant. I will talk for hours on Astro Boy. <laughs> I, don't, I I mean, I know that Freddie. I know that Freddie Highmore has his roles that he's yeah, known he's for. Yeah, he's done good things like as an yeah, adult. He's done a few things, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know people like Bates Motel. The good doctor, you piece of shit. Yeah, I've heard good things about the good doctor. I know a lot of people who like Bates Motel, but in that movie, he was just like, ugh. But I guess that's more attributed to the writing. Like the writers didn't know how to write an actual little kid. Yeah. Oh, that's actually a funny thing. Um, it's the exact opposite of this Charlie Bucket. Mm. Freddie Highmore played Charlie too, but did not get out of acting and would nah. go on to ah, look at that. Wow. Jesus, I could have been an alternate Ford an al- Astro Boy. Bad idea. That's a uh, some. <laughs> God damn it! That's some uh, food for thought for you. That's a uh, food for that? food for thought. That's pretty high in calories. Oh, don't do it, y'all. <laughs> that, was, that was rough. So we get the boring ass song, probably the the lamest song in the whole movie, the Cheer Up Charlie song. Okay. Everyone's. Ever, ever, everyone hates that so I don't really hate it because I feel like we're <coughs> now finally exiting the first part of the movie which is like so yeah it's a transitional rally. song for we're, sure. it's very transitional we're right about we're getting ready baby we're about to go ash cheeks first to some chocolate yeah <laughs> it's just like as a child I was just like okay let's forward through this yeah it's a perfectly fine song I get why it's the least favorite but it's it's not even that bad no, of a song and she's one of the better singers as well yeah, uh, yeah. as a kid I thought Charlie's mom was kind of hot Okay, so then we... This is the last chance I'm going to get to say, so I thought I'd say it now. All right, we're just going <laughs> to zoom right past that. I had to zoom say right my piece. <laughs> Thank God for editing software. We get a second American who wins. I'll, put, I'll say it again. You can't listen to this episode that many times. <laughs> You'll see. You just, keep, you just keep slipping it in in the middle of bits. Right. <laughs> anyway, Charlie's mom's it's hot. It's gonna be like the excess. It's gonna be like the audio excess's face of this episode. I don't know. I thought I thought Henry Salt was pretty. Uh, was pretty key. <laughs> <laughs> he has so much passion about him. <laughs> so what? What is y'all's opinion on Mike TV? This 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 fucking. He's kid. not hot at all. What the fuck's the matter? What is it? What are you talking about? <laughs> No, not about hotness. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, he is Do you think he turned out to be I, attractive, be... though? <laughs> we have to look that up. I'm not looking up Mike TV. No, I'm not going to. Nope. Don't do it. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Only Astro now, Mike. Boy. Now, Mike TV was the kid that I could relate to because you know I, I you know I was always getting in trouble. You're with annoying my... as hell. I always got in trouble with my parents for watching too much TV as a kid. And the fact that this movie was just like, ah, if you watch too much TV, that's bad. And I'm just like, well, bitch, what if I like TV? It's like, get off my back. Basically, Mike TV is a gamer who can't be a gamer yet. Although he was a gamer in the remake. Yeah, so they... And that's that's actually kind of another detail that, that I like, that they appropriately modernized yeah, Mike TV. but they made him a Mal- be... Mountain Dew gamer. They should have made him a <laughs> like kid that plays like... You know RPGs. <laughs> that would have been more interesting. <laughs> yeah, just having a kid who's like constantly talking about fucking Final Fantasy. Yeah, that would have been great. Anime. Do these buffs stack? <laughs> that would have been more fun. But he mentions here that he can't wait to get a Colt forty-five, and his dad says, "Oh, when you're 12 I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> Only in America. Video games may have saved America more than we know. Right. Honestly, yeah. Jeez. So then, Slug Slugworth is in someone's house now. 
Uh, I don't know if he had press. He had maybe he had press credentials. He was able to get through, but he talks yeah. to him and tells him what's up. And then uh, we get another newscast transi- transition, which is always hilarious. Um, and then Grandpa Joe is on to um, Charlie's plan to kill him, so he decides not to buy tobacco and gets chocolate for Charlie. <laughs> You think that was the whole thing? Like, you know, this motherfucker's out the door. If I can get him smoking some more. <laughs> he's he's right on the edge. He's... It smells so goddamn bad in this little shack. That's true. I feel like all so... emanating from that goddamn bed. I feel like... To... I need to get some of these motherfuckers out of here. He's on borrowed time. Yeah. Tobacco smoke would help at this point, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, so so they, they open up the candy. Boo-hoo. The, the, the ticket's not in there. It's, it's a fun little scene. I remember liking it. It's a little yeah. back and forth. They build the chemistry. And then we, so then we get a guy who looks and sounds like Hank Azaria in Latino face. Um, <laughs> oh God, you can't trust oh God. those Paraguayans. <laughs> I know those. Guys. I hope your, I hope the Paraguayan uh, listenership isn't uh, tuning into this. No, we I, don't simulcast in Spanish. I do have some listeners in Argentina, and so um, and I'm I'm they're bordering Paraguay, so I feel like they're feuding they probably with don't like currently, them. aren't they? I hope so. There might be a rivalry <laughs> there. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Soccer, right? That that puts them at odds. I was gonna say they do Latinos kind of dirty in this movie because the <laughs> yes they do. <laughs> we don't get even one from South America that gets a ticket. By the way, that that's kind of no. messed up. So uh, that's where they're probably getting all their goddamn. Uh, yeah, they're getting all their damn cocoa beans. Right. <laughs> so uh, the next person who just won the uh, golden ticket has been found in Paraguay. You think Willy Wonka has that cocaine face for nothing? <clears throat> He's definitely getting it from somewhere. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, so apparently some guy wins from Paraguay, and Charlie is crying in his sleep. He's despondent about it. Complete. Just so sad. So sad. And I think um, Grandpa Joe says something like, "Ah, let him dream one more time." I was like, "He's gonna dream again, bro." I mean, it's just a no. He's. I love the. I started. I started laughing at the bar. He's like, this is literally the Grandpa Joe is phrasing it like this is literally the last time this little boy is ever gonna have any hope in his life. He is so fatalist about it for no reason. Let him <laughs> dream like, look, one more time. He's like, no, look, this little this poor little shit, he's never gonna <laughs> like look. He's never gonna have a dream. He's when he hits puberty, he's not gonna have any wet dreams. Like, that's gonna be terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Look, this is the bucket family. <laughs> have you seen his? What do you, What do you think's in that would bucket? We're ge- <laughs> genetically dead fucks. He's not gonna have any je- dead. You see the kid? He looks. He any... looks down when he walks. He ain't never gonna get any women. He's so... not getting it up. <laughs> He's not getting it up. So. We're back with the teacher. Everyone's sad because nobody won in the classroom. It's a bummer. The teacher, the teacher wants to teach him percentages, which is the worst. So oh, okay, so, where George Lazenby is like okay. So th- this teacher is both a math teacher and a chemistry teacher. Because in the yeah, first scene, he's, days, he's like, they like, they like, uh, yeah, they I had to cover everything. I, I guess, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you when you're teaching young young kids, you gotta teach them everything. Like you know. Uh, when I teach, like, I teach pre-K, so I gotta teach them, like, fucking everything. Oh, God. I shudder Literally to, everything. I shudder to think what you're teaching them. <laughs> this is the good Willy Wonka movie. This is the bad <laughs> the Willy bad Wonka. The bad one, yes. <laughs> now, let me tell you about this little Astro Boy shithead. <laughs> let me tell you the correct viewing order for Donkey Kong Country episode. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the best songs. You gonna give them a little mixtape? Yeah. Tape? 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me. Sorry. Oh God. I, I I hate that I know what you're referring to. <laughs> it hurts me inside. It's a great song. I dude. know. Oh. So speaking of Charlie Sadwalk, we get a solid Charlie Sadwalk, and thankfully, since he hangs his head so low, he does see some change in the sewer, which you referred to earlier. Right, I've been talking about all episode. Yeah, you see, that's actually um, poor people hanging their head low is not because of sadness; it's uh, instinctual, <laughs> it's so they can see money. Oh my God, it's in their genes. You got any loose change? Oh, it's a survival tactic. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, it works out for him. He finds these coins, goes into the candy shop, bada bing, bada. You think he gets a, a Wonka scrum diddly and he eats it like me eating pizza drunk at 1 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he starts inhaling that Same. Thing. I know. And then he gets one more Wonka. He's like, you know what? He's about to leave. Let me get one more Wonka bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess they're cheap as fuck. I mean, uh, he gives a guy like a nickel or something. He was able to buy two with one big coin. Yeah. Was like, that is, is that a well, st- I mean, it's like, you know, 19 or wherever the fuck we are. Yeah, know. it's like a guess, magical it weird sense. time. One co- yeah, one coin gets you like anything. You know, things-, th- things didn't cost specific amounts. They just cost money. You just had to like, you know. Just throw him one coin like ping. You can get anything. Right. There you go. Ping. And he... So he leaves the store. Everyone's reading the newspaper. We find out that the Paraguay guy is a total fraud and was lying about the whole thing. So now that we find out there is still a fifth golden ticket, as you all know, we get one of the most magical moments in kid movie history. Uh-huh. Opens the, the packaging of the Wonka bar. You see the golden ticket. He holds it up. And the part that still sticks to me to this day that pisses me off is how he just disses the chocolate bar like it's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, right. He's like, come on. Well, he's come on, dude. Get a he's poor. Put it in the wrapper. Put it in your pocket. I mean, it's not that hard. I, I can't look at this image anymore. Like, that's that frame of him holding the ticket in front of his face with a big smile on his face. Because all I can think of is, is this one Twitter post that I saw a while ago where it was that image of him holding the ticket and smiling. And <laughs> the caption was, uh, you know, white actors who want to use the N word when they get a Tarantino script. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not think about that anymore. A solid meme. <laughs> but then we get the great I got a golden ticket song. Yeah. Jack Albertson, by the way, this is his best part of the movie. Like he sings the shit out of the song. It's magical. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh yeah, it's great. And this just goes back to everything I was saying before. Like, oh, you can suddenly walk now. Yeah. You've been laying for twenty years. Time to go to the chocolate factory. Oh, look at me. I can walk. Yep. Shut the fuck up. It's crazy what a free trip will do to you. You know? Yeah. I <laughs> know. Oh, I can walk perfectly. Oh, this wakes you. In the, in the remake, he gets up and does a little fucking dance. At the very least, in this movie, he pretends like he has to like ease back into being able to walk. Yeah. But in the remake, his uh, Grandpa Joe's is like, oh, we're going to the factory? Yippee! And he starts doing a little jig. <laughs> the worst. The worst. Ugh. Yeah, I like the way, uh, the way they did it in this one. I like the fact that... Um, you know that they're they're going back and forth they're singing but yo charlie let's keep the singing down to the minimum level this kid cannot sing with his shit no he can't but you know what there's a there's a reason this is his only song and he's doing backup vocals yeah and it's how i would have sounded as a kid unfortunately so i feel him that's just right if you isolate if you isolate charlie's singing it all sounds exactly like this i've got a golden ticket yes i do (laughs) i've got it i've I've got a golden ticket in my eye. 
<laughs> I never thought my life could be anything but catat. Yeah, it's very flat. It's, like he's 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 not a singer. Nah. It's, that's why they. It's why they kept it like. Yeah, this. but it works out because at least you know um, Albertson at least carries it. You know. Yeah, um, Albertson's a good singer. Yeah, he's just like you know, a shitty person. He's good. Yeah, especially for the character, you wouldn't expect him <laughs> to be just like, a shit person. <laughs> so, so anyway, we get maybe one of the greatest entrances ever in a movie, which is Gene Wilder doing his little limp thing, and then <laughs> it is so oh, good. This is great. It's so. This quiet. is impressive because, like you know, he's did his own stunt here, obviously, because like you know. He rolls right up and mugs for the camera mm-hmm. after he does that thing. But, like, you know, it really looks like he's about to eat total shit. Yeah. But then he does that little fucking flip. It's great. It's very impressive. I could never do that. Oh, no. Yeah. I would never fucking attempt that shit. I don't care if, mm-hmm. like, you know, there is a mat right in front of him. I would never do that. Exactly. I would, I would probably get, like, some sort of cramp. And I'm just like, oh, I, I got I to gotta sit down here for a minute. Yeah, I would say goodbye to my front teeth. They would be gone. Yeah. <laughs> They would be gone. No, it's very impressive. And then we meet all the kids uh, meeting. We see all the kids meeting Willy Wonka. You got Roka Salt. She's wearing like four dead animals on her. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Violet's dad is a piece of shit trying to sell. He's like gives him a card. Mike TV is being a piece of shit, of course. You know, yeah. Charlie's boring. Like, I, th- I can't even remember. <laughs> Charlie's <this>. boring. <laughs> but yeah, like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's Charlie. He doesn't like if, if from this point on, um, we've been focused for the first act. Uh, we've been like really focusing on Charlie, and uh, for the rest of the movie, now that we're in the char- chocolate factory, we don't really—he kind of blends into the background for a while now that we're in the factory. Yeah, it kind of Wonka takes the sh- Wonka and the other kids actually kind of take the show. Yeah, that's really what it's all about in this whole. We don't part. really get to tr- back to Charlie until the very end. You're right. Yeah, this third act Charlie is doesn't just have, all. Kids. Yeah, Charlie doesn't have much more to do. No. Yeah, both him and Gra- we get like the little like side talk between him yes. and Grandpa Joe, but yeah, for the most part, this is Willy Wonka show, baby. Yeah, we get that side mission of them. Yep. But Later. Uh, the other kids are more interesting because they're shitheads, <laughs> yeah. and then of course Wonka. Everybody is a shithead, so they're more interesting. <laughs> but uh, Charlie does fade into the background because, like you know. Um, as the one good kid, there's nothing for him to do because he's not misbehaving. He's doing everything right, yep. mostly, until it's his turn to do something wrong. And then even then... It's not that bad. Yeah. It was It was actually... Um, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll yeah, get- you know, we get we get the... We get to get inside the, the factory, and at first it's... it's it's one of the greatest entrances of any building ever. You, 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 they hang their coats, and there's these little hands that grab your coats, which are creepy as hell to me. But I also uh-huh. like it. I don't know how to explain it. I just I dig it as well. And then Ver- so- Veruca like gets all pissed off because the contract is insane. I remember that making me laugh as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What the?" F-? The print, the print just keeps getting smaller and smaller <laughs> till it is indecipherable. Every time I watch this movie, um, Veruca is made to be so damn annoying. And I like her more each goddamn. <laughs> yeah, because she's it's so damn annoying. Her her tone doesn't. She doesn't have any more than just one damn inflection. It's so damn annoying. But like, she somehow does it so well. Yeah, she is like you know. <laughs> then no matter what she's saying, she doesn't. She's she's on one motherfucking level. It's so so you know, Daddy, I can't read this. What does this say? I I. She's always ready. To, she doesn't stop. She's never on. Have someone bring me my Bramble Berry broth. 
<laughs> yeah. She's never not on this one fucking She has really good lines, too. Like, um, when the dad is bitching about the contract, she tells she tells her dad, you're always making things difficult. <laughs> I was like, damn, man, she is hardcore. I guess I guess it kind of reminds me of like you know something about spoiled kid characters are always the funniest like Angelica from Rugrats like those are the type of kid characters that like you often like the most for some reason you're meant to hate yeah there's, there's something about characters who like you know sometimes the character you're meant or made to hate the most sometimes they can become the most endearing in a yeah, way they grow they yeah grow you know you. if you if they've been manufactured to be disliked sometimes you like them i find totally you ever see that in a way i know exactly what you mean yeah if a show manufactures so hard if a show a movie mm -hmm. anything manufactures a character to be disliked for me so hard not like you know i'm trying to be contrarian but like you know if they do it too hard sometimes it just gets so over the top it gets they become so over the top that they become too too likable you know? exactly like they, they stick out the topness just they stick out and they become so funny that i just like them they too stick much. out even more it kind of makes me think of uh like the fact that like Billy Zane's character in Titanic is basically just a cartoon villain. Like I don't I even I don't I don't even don't know, know if that was like in intentional or not, but that <laughs> that makes him one of the most memorable people in the movie. Right. <laughs> I'm not a big Titanic fan, but I fucking love Billy Zane. Exactly. He's he shines in that movie. Right. I know. The more I I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I feel like I remember really finding his character hilarious <laughs> for the most yeah. part. <laughs> when he realizes that um <laughs> I like <laughs> When he, uh, it's actually a really funny scene in the movie when he realizes he left the diamond in the coat that he gave to Rose. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really like a good comedic, uh, because like there's no like really like huge comedic beats in the movie, but like you know just him no. realizing it is a good, just a good like part on his. He's really the only one. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and so yeah, we're going through. They signed the contract. Mike TV mentions something about, oh yeah, I saw this in a movie where a husband killed his wife for the insurance money or something. <laughs> Like okay, I totally missed that line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, what the television is doing to these oh, kids? In this scene, there's so many. I must have missed in this scene. Like, um, there's so many people. The people are talking over each other so much. There's a. It's very easy to miss a lot of this shit. It's chaotic as hell. <laughs> I, I. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I like about it. Yeah, it, it's wonderful. I, I by having captions on that helped me a bunch to kind of just read through and see what everyone is saying. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I always watch movies with yeah. subtitles. Yeah, people Even... bitch about subtitles and captions and shit, but like I've been so used to watching like, you know, um I guess being an anime nerd since I was a teen, um I watch everything with captions too now. Oh, okay. Now that I'm adult, so like, you know, I never minded that. Yeah. With me, it was always just like, what if I hear a word that I've heard before, but I've never seen spelled out? Or and like, name. yeah, exactly. So that that's kind of part of it for me. But I don't know. I just even when I can hear the movie perfectly fine, something about subtitles, like I, I just like it. And sometimes I do have trouble, thing. like with a lot of those um, kind of under the breath or very quiet type sayings. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. or like dialogue that's. Or dialogue that's spoken super fast. Yeah. Uh -huh. And Wonka has a lot of those yeah. in this movie because he says a lot of smart Alex shit under his breath. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to catch as many as I could, and there are some really good ones um, as we go through here. But yeah, we get into mm -hmm. a tight hallway that's really fun. They I, kind of I'm like sorry, go in a. Just... They get into a tight hallway and they go through the door that they went in, and now they're in a whole <laughs> yeah. new room. I love that shit. I just wanted to point out real quick, I forgot to mention it. Uh, Wonka walks out 
at the factory to greet everyone, like Weinstein walking in, into court. <laughs> oh, or yeah, he's got the little limp going. It's like, you, you got to have yeah, the walker or the cane. He's like, oh, like, don't <laughs> go easy on me. I'm frail and I'm not. Yep. It's like, no. Sorry. No, you're right. Yeah, that is a good little stunt <laughs> because it's like, oh, oh, I'm this creepy. Like, he knows he's enigmatic and <laughs> that nobody knows who he is. So he's like, oh, I can kind of fool them, making them think I'm yeah. like crazy. It's, like, oh, it's I, the reverse. I can't walk very good anymore. I can't do nothing to nobody no more. <laughs> I don't have the appetites. The, the walk, the the Weinstein sudden The Weinstein shuffle. <laughs> the Weinstein shuffle. And we, we go down the hallway where it starts to shrink, Sorry. which I always loved as a kid. And it's so funny yeah. because then he presses, a, he's, he's telling them about what they're about to see. And Augustus just goes, let me in, I'm starving. Let me in, I'm starving. What if this was the rest of the movie? Uh... Them, it's fucking Wonka just shuffling them through a bunch of just terrible <laughs> oh hallways and rooms and just confusing rooms and shit. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, the, the chocolate's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> instead of a factory, it's just this horrible building full of bullshit. Just an es- it's just an <laughs> escape room. <laughs> yeah, will, yeah, right. Willy Wonka in the, in the, in the, <laughs> in the escape room. Ho- horrible horrible building full of bullshit it sounds like the office where i work man <laughs> jigsaw just comes comes around the corner <laughs> i want to play a game willy wonka on a tiny uh, <laughs> well willy wonka is a great troll like that's what yeah, he's, best he's a at. troll he's totally trolling him and um, he's an internet troll well that's why they made that meme out of him. yeah oh yes <laughs> you know Oh God! So we Ugh. get our uh, our classic song here. He welcomes them into the chocolate room. Minus, you know, we everything was wonderful to me as a kid. Minus the weird diarrhea river. <laughs> but everything else was great. The the color is a just. It looks more. A little bit. Off. It looks more red. Yeah. And you know what? That's that's another thing I'll give to the remake. The chocolate river in that one actually looks like chocolate because it looks really creamy. Yeah. And uh, you know, viscous. You know, this one is just like viscous. color. This, don't, don't this one's Yeah, viscous isn't a good word for chocolate, Terry. You might want to rephrase it. I could. You want to? You want to uh, take t- another take on that? One? Another take on that. You know, you're probably right, but viscous like chocolate. Oh, my viscous chocolate. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're like I can imagine you with it's somebody. Vi- my chocolate's all viscous and yeah. filmy. Someone asked Terry, like, how do you like your chocolate milk? You're like, well, you know, nice, thick, and viscous for the most part. I like it viscous. Uh. You know, very uh, watery. No, the chocolate in this movie is watery. The mo- the chocolate in the remake looks better. It looks know, creamy. You, you just, creamy is the word yeah, that I cream. meant to use. You're right. Yeah. Viscous was probably the wrong word. I don't know. I've tried to flex my vocabulary skills, but it didn't uh, yeah, pan don't, out. Don't bring that to the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for being so smart. <laughs> so if you had your pick from all the things in this chocolate room, what would you have ran toward first? <clears throat> what would I have ran um, uh, Shane, God. I kind of agree with you on this. The uh, the edible teacups always that's looked the, really that's good. That's the one that blew my mind as a kid. I always like you know this. He's sipping on that shit and then he takes the bite out of it. That was the, always the one that just like you know I loved that. Like you know 
drinking it and then biting it. As oh, a kid, yeah. I always thought that, that was as a so little fun. kid that blew my mind for some reason. I also really liked the giant gummy bears that they were kicking into yeah. the air, like they were ki- like they yeah. were beach balls, yeah. <laughs> like I, those ones. Like because I love gummy bears and any gummy candy, like th- those ones, I also would have gone for. I think that's why, as an adult, I love bread bowls. You drink the soup, eat the bowl. It's just fantastic. <laughs> George, I ate the same exact lunch from 1973 to 1982. Turkey, chili, and a bread bowl. Bread bowl, George. First, you eat the soup, then you eat the ball. There's nothing more satisfying than looking out after lunch and seeing an empty table. I fucking knew if I said that shit, you would have fucking taken <laughs> oh, God. I, God damn it. I would have attacked the uh, the mushrooms with the frosting on top because it kind of looks like muffin yes. tops yeah. um, myself. But Ooh, yes, yeah. the gummy bears were... That was always my favorite as a kid. I think as an adult, I would do the mushrooms, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, those gummy bears. He says everything's edible, so you could like eat the cream and then the mushrooms, so that sounds fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get that cream, baby. I'd love that. Casuals everything around me. Um, so yeah. one thing I'm thinking is uh, we haven't got to the Oompa Loompas yet. Right, they're right around the but corner. Make it a quick – yeah, we're going to get to them. We already know about the Oompa Loompas, <laughs> so we don't got to wait. Um, we know that Wonka has already uh, taken his militia and conquered Oompa Loompa land, uh, run down some villages, probably taken some napalm too. Yeah. Um, probably scented napalm. Done unspeakable things very good, to um, the women and children. Least. Done unspeakable <laughs> things. Um, <laughs> you know, done, uh, you know, wiped out their cattle, their agriculture and everything. <sighs> Put them on the ships, brought them back. But have you noticed that there's like, you know, ruined structures in this room? Oh, yeah. There, there is. Are. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Do you think this is supposed to like resemble like, you know, their civilization? Oh, God. Because this leads me to believe that the Oompa Loompas were actually quite advanced. You might be right. They, pro- For all we know, they probably were. The pygmies of, you know, Ruel Dolls mm. and the remake's lore were actually, like, you know, kind of... Uh, I don't want to use this word. I'm trying to, like, you know... Um, they weren't as, like... They weren't, like, you know... Um, they weren't, like, you know... Uh, as advanced as we were, I'm trying to like know. <laughs> yeah. They weren't like you no. Know, I'm trying not to like. I'm trying to skate around the word primitive. I, I, they weren't I, like you know as advanced and like you know, they yep. weren't like a first world culture. They were. Um, they were. They were like developing. They weren't developed. Yeah, they were. They weren't developed. But we see that they had like you know developed masonry. If you see like the ruined sculptures, like you know, the Oompa Loompas were actually far along in their culture we see that like you know what they wear their overalls and everything their gloves and their shoes they had they were they had cobblers like you know they had drip my... <laughs> yeah they did shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> they were quite far along when wonka came on with his conquest searching for chocolate and riches so i think what the has this man done to them <laughs> he took them down he took them to this factory reduced them to singing men to make his chocolate and make him riches little men as that uh little limerick described the 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 knife man earlier in the movie well, we the little men fuck them <laughs> tell them i hate them right yeah well i do i kept thinking maybe that old older tinkerer guy was an old was a former worker there he was yeah right? maybe he was pro- probably like you know now he tinkers because he can't be back in the factory yeah so he, and that's why he knows about the Oompa yeah. Loompas. Like, you know, 
or like maybe he was one of the men who like you know came with Wonka to like you know go and like you know get the Oompa. Maybe he was on that ship that brought the Oompa Loompas back. Mm-hmm. That slave ship. Yeah. Christ, it's just, there's just so much you got to think. So much, so many implications. It's just, it's just terrible when you think about it. What he's done to these people. This gloop who falls in the freaking fudge. He goes into that little pipe. And we get our first performance of, of the Oompa Loompas, which I think is one of my favorites. And it might just be because it's the first time we ever get to hear him sing, but I do really like the song. They're always throwing some pretty hard jabs at all the kids for being shitty. <laughs> it's yeah. really great. I love it. <clears throat> wasn't he? Wasn't Augustus told to like you know have his fill in this room though? He didn't do anything bad. Yeah, but I, I, Poor guy. I thought at some point he said don't drink from the river, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, okay. he, he did. He did uh, Wonka yeah. did very much establish a rule. Yeah. That he broke. Okay, well, fuck him then. Because his the human hands contaminate uh, the chocolate. So they take Augustus Gloop and his mom away. <clears throat> or they take a, his mom away and Augustus Gloop, who knows where the hell he's at. And then they go on the riverboat, uh, which is one of my favorite parts of the movie. I love this scene. <laughs> Everyone loves This it. is iconic. So creepy. Doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> you can't rationalize this. What the fuck was this for? I no. think it's like a control idea because I used to kind of the whole reason I, I so i was always like a really scrawny kind of nice kid growing up and you know obviously tougher kids would always try to like walk all over me and talk shit to me blah 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 so then once i got to high school i decided to go full weird i well i didn't think it was weird but i knew it would be weird to them and so i went full street punk i had spikes and this and that and um would wear all my band shirts and all that stuff and to them, I think it was so kind of crazy or shocking, all of a sudden it would kind of make them assimilate a little more and not feel like they should be going, like, kind of getting out of line with me. So I feel like he yeah. was trying to scare the shit out of them so they would shut the hell up and listen to him because now you're with me. Now you're in here with me, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Like you, like <laughs> shit can happen to you here, and you can never be seen again. So you might want to just kind of step in line. It doesn't really quite work, but it is for the moment. It terrifies the shit out of everybody. I love how they all look at him. I like that the camera decided to go behind Wonka and show everyone in the boat, and they're just like, "Oh God, what is wrong with him? What is he saying?" Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, putting it that way. Makes a lot of sense. I never said, told anyone rationalize it that way. And actually, yeah, he's the fucking intimidation tactics. I like that. <laughs> he's just like saying, yeah, motherfuckers, this is my factory. You signed a contract, like you know, you're in my fucking boat. Don't even fucking try it, motherfuckers. Like I love that angle of this <laughs> <laughs> fucking intimidation tactics on a fucking boat of death. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a that's that is that is a very interesting point of view. Yeah, I love it. Those tough kids back then, they didn't realize you had the sensitive side that listened to the ghetto kids. <laughs> yeah, that's <true. laughs> Get me. So, um, <laughs> away me, don't hate me. Did you ever try to take those kids on a boat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they got too, if they got too rough. Yeah, we went down the San Antonio <laughs> River. <laughs> so eventually the boat stops um with all we have all these images we even get a little bit of slugworth in there and they're like oh look there's slugworth blah, blah, blah. and we stop and then wonka starts speaking i think dutch or german i don't know it's some kind of language um a eastern european or something <clears throat> and the subtitles on the dvd didn't even bother putting any subtitles whenever he was speaking a foreign language so i didn't know what it was, <laughs> was like, 
usually when usually subtitles would just be like you know speaking in blank to tell you what language they're speaking in but the dvd that i have didn't even bother with that so that kind of bothered me it's like i want to know what so he's saying weird. and i love how the parents freak out because he speaks a lot of like what sounds like french and he speaks some german sounding uh oui, oui. And they think he's so weird i'm like he's multilingual like <laughs> why is that weird yeah, he's speaking in tongues the holy spirit has overtaken this man he's a man of culture yeah, he's very cultured he's been around yeah, he's taken some cultures. <laughs> no shit, <laughs> He's right? stolen some cultures. So this is when we get a lot of the factory bits. You know, we see um, we see him throwing an alarm clock in a vat of whatever kind of stuff he's cooking up. And we see all these new machines. I do like the one part where um, I guess I don't know if there's booze around or something. And he says, candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. <laughs> I was like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. And we see the Dr. Seuss gobstopper machine, um, everlasting gobstopper machine. That is like some, that is the most Dr. Seussian shit I've ever seen in a movie. Um, even in the Dr. Yeah. Seuss movies, like I feel like this does it. Um, and I do like the fact that I think Mike TV says, um, "How do you make them?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm a little trifle deaf in this ear. You could speak up next time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. He always yeah. finds a way to like not answer anyone's questions the whole freaking movie, dude. His evasion tactics are oh, unmatched. It is magical. This guy's got skills. I'm jealous. I would never be able to do that. Um then yep. uh we we see um we really see the fact that he's kind of a this is kind of a weird mad scientist situation we're in they get to that machine that has all the gears and the different arms that are kind of coming down and smashing on stuff and you see that little shot where they zoom in on his face or they focus in on his face and you see all the gears and the arm the metal arms and you're like man this guy is this guy is a kind of a crazy person <laughs> in a way yeah. i just want to say this place looks like it's just straight up a meth lab <laughs> Like I was, no, it's it, it's it's a meth lab. I was expecting to see the Oompa Loompa version of Jesse from Breaking Bad, <laughs> which I really would have wanted to see. Oh, I would like to see Jesse dressed as an Oompa Loompa. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> Put him in orange face. You you missed that episode. Yeah, that was a whole thing. The one where he's in Cheeto face. Oh. <laughs> Cheeto face. No, but if you wanted to know what the Trampire recording studio looks like. It's a meth lab. Oh, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, it's a meth has yeah. been known to inspire musicians, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's Terry doesn't even do drugs. He just has a meth lab. That's what's funding the project. Yeah. You know, you never do your own project. It's <laughs> yes. a bad idea. Uh huh. He needs new equipment. <laughs> I I gotta raise the money somehow. <laughs> so apparently, apparently, this is the uh, three course meal gum uh that violet says oh yeah this is gum and then wonka says wrong <laughs> i was like yep 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 yep, yep. Wrong. i couldn't wait for her to go like she, i think she's the one i don't like the most because you like y'all said i think veruca is at least entertaining and ah. violet is um she she's just she's she's the girl that chews Annoying. gum she talks a yeah, lot like, she chews down. She doesn't have a trait. And um, Wonka treats her like she's the most annoying. He talks down and cond condescends to her the most, yeah, actually. Right. Like, he condescends and, like, talks down to the other kids whenever they are directly being, like, you know, the most bratty. Whenever they are actually, like, you know, directly doing something. Like, you know, 
when Augustus in, is in the river, when Veruca is in the machine. But, like, you know, he actually, like, you know, really talks shit to Veruca when um, she's really not actually doing anything before, like, when she's in the boat or, like, you know. Yeah. Like, there's various instances when she's actually talking shit to Veruca and she's not really before uh and other times when she actually hasn't done anything yet before this instance when she has um even still not actually done anything because he like kind of gives her the gum to like taste test yeah so veruca really hasn't done much she just kind of like you know talks a lot and chews gum (laughs) that's kind of her whole deal you know she's not really a bad kid she's done no one any harm and I thought they did a good job with the practical effects of blowing her up, even though it's obvious it's air. Yeah. It's so yeah. much fun, just the slow transition. I don't know why I had a. We- I don't know why I had this weird thought. It reminded me of something out of Wizard of Oz. Just, yeah, but it's just like a. I don't know why. Like, just like it's not like a similar era. I maybe just because like you know, blue face, green face. It just looked like you know a very Aussie in effect. I, just a random thought. I like how initially, when her face is turning blue, it's obviously like a lighting effect. They're just like slowly shining a blue light on her. But then, yeah, right. but then later they paint her face blue. You can see that in some shots. Violet, you're turning violet. Violet, you're turning violet. We see that Grandpa Joe still got the tongue power because they start licking that wall. And uh, we get a good angle of Grandpa the- Joe just tonguing that shit. And I was like, "Damn, he's got some." He's got oh, some. Is this the fucking like? Uh, what is this? The candy, candy wallpaper. wallpaper. Okay. Grandpa Joe's got some quick tongue action. Hold on, hold on. Stop right here. <laughs> At some point, I think they're like, "We are missing like, we need thirteen seconds more of screen time." <laughs> we got a couple more of the actors back, and film in like the hallway of like one of the production studios yeah this isn't even a room it just looks like a fucking hallway where it's like let's just put up this candy wallpaper this is the cheapest effect here where the the wall isn't even filled it's just like stripes of fruit it's wallpaper it's not even a real thing (laughs) it's wallpaper you would see in a child's room (laughs) it's the cheapest effect here and like you know the effects in this movie the practical effects here are great yeah the chocolate room the fucking weird ass soda bike they ride. The, <laughs> the soda room where they almost get fucking murdered and chopped into a million yep, pieces yep. later yeah. on in the movie. Yep. The crazy Stanley Kubrick room where Mike gets shrunk down. <laughs> the fucking duck golden egg room or fucking whatever. It's all great. The practical effects they spared no expense. What yeah. is this? It's a it's wallpaper. I, I feel like this was one of those where they they probably tried two or three different things and they were both either too expensive or you know <laughs> just not enough and they're like you know what just make it a damn wallpaper they'll lick the freaking wall yeah something something happened with the prop department where things were just not yeah. working out although i will say as a little kid i liked the idea of the candy wallpaper because because it was so cheap and not very imaginative that made it seem more like realistic buy some. Like, yeah like yeah, candy wallpaper. That actually seems like a thing that there could exist. Because there were scratches time. Yeah, yeah. Because it seems so gross, like licking your own <laughs> wall and just like having that just like stick there. Like you know, things can get stuck to it. <laughs> Other particular. Yeah, it's certainly matter. not hygienic at all. No, um, nah. It feels so gross. But of course, like when you're a little kid, it seems awesome. It's like, oh, I could yeah, lick my wallpaper. Kid, I, feel like I have more sense than to think that I, I never. It feels like you know the weakest. Yeah. 
weakest gimmick <laughs> that Wonka has up yeah. his sleeve. I don't know. As a little kid, I loved sweets, and I loved walls? Uh, I loved cr- I loved walls, and I loved creativity. <laughs> <laughs> I loved walls. I loved walls. I crave structure, man. I need walls around me. <laughs> you know when they say, like, you know, um, it's like watching paint dry? That was one of Terry's biggest things. <laughs> we would remodel the house, like, you know, um, paint some, like, in a new room, and they'd be like, all right, Terry, it's time to wash the paint dry. Like, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. They added padding to those walls, and <laughs> now we have Terry. Right. <laughs> So there actually is one of the most well, for a couple uh, years. That's where he kept them. <laughs> one of the most poetic lines that Wonka says here, where uh, Veruca mentions like, "There's no such thing as snozberries," and he says, "We are the music makers. Mm-hmm. We are the dreamers of dreams." That is the classic line. Snozberries. Who ever heard of a snozberry? That's one of my favorite. Del- that's my favorite Veruca delivery. Snozberries. What is a snozberry? Who ever heard of a snozberry? <laughs> It's fantastic. That's all of that, her deliveries are great because it's all like that same, that same level of energy, yep. that same level of just like you know, you shouldn't call a child a cunt. That same level of cuntiness. Yeah, it's cunty. It's great. I haven't seen this movie in so many years, but throughout the years, I like at least like once every couple of weeks, I think of that line: "Snozberry." Who ever heard of a snozberry? <laughs> I can tell because something about it is just—it's delivered perfectly. It's funny. Yeah, I love oh, it. God. Yeah. And, uh, so then we get the stupid soda scene. I don't even want to really talk about that unless you have something good about it. But they almost—they should have just died, but they don't. They should have died. Well, I do got something to Go say ahead. about it because like, I got you know, big problems with this scene. I got big problems with it because you know about that motherfucker, Grandpa Joe. Look, they're about to move on. Charlie's like, "All right, let's get on with the tour." Who's the motherfucker who says, "Hey, Charlie, no one's looking. Let's take a drink out of that fucking soda." It's Grandpa. <laughs> oh, I thought Joe. it was Danny DeVito. It's <laughs> no, it's his Who's... fucking idea. It's Grandpa Joe is the devil on his shoulder. I feel like, look. We've all seen the movie, so I'm just, I'm just gonna say right now that Slugworth was a sleeper agent this whole time, sent by um, Wonka to test all the kids. Uh, I feel like Grandpa Joe is also a sleeper agent sent by uh, Wonka to test Charlie as well, because this piece of shit is Jesus Christ. It was his idea. If he didn't, Charlie would have gone along with a tour if this piece of shit didn't tell him to drink the soda and and almost kill his grandson. If we didn't force this motherfucker out of the bed that he was already sneaking out of every night to go drinking and clubbing with Mr. Jopek, then (laughs) if he had just gone with his mother, then there would have been no problems at all. He would have just won the contest flat out and he wouldn't have have had to give up his gobstopper. I still think they just did this scene so, because they needed some sort of action with like remember y'all like y'all said we really hadn't had a lot of Charlie's sort of disappeared they're like yeah let's make him do yeah, something kind of totally. stupid. Yeah we had to have something. You right. know but yeah it's weird. So and it so does, they, and it does make sense to set up the ending of the movie but it also just makes you hate Grandpa Joe even more. Right. <sighs> So they almost get chopped to fucking bits by the fucking ceiling fan. And they have to fucking, like, you know, burp their way down, which is, like, the least charming. I wish part Uncle, of this movie. I wish Grandpa yeah, Joe's real and just fell straight to the ground. <laughs> it's a real fucking 90s Nickelodeon joke right there. <laughs> You're right. 
just right. burp, and that's yeah, funny. Burps are funny, uh-huh. but in the movie, right. they really they make the burp very Gas. serious. It's not even like they're trying to get funny out of the burps. They're very tiny burps. Like there's nothing too crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like oh, okay, yeah. this movie has such a good heart, uh-huh. I guess. Uh huh. So they make their way down, and then they rejoin the group. The in, egg, the egg room, golden the egg, egg room. room, which is a golden yeah. egg. <laughs> this part's great. This is yeah. one of the best scenes. Because I love the geese. They're key. Oh, I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You hate the geese? You have a, you have I a actually geese? have a beef with all birds, but geese are up there in like the top three. Really? Yeah, I, I don't like birds at all. Why? I don't, I don't like, like that they get to do stuff I don't get to do. So they get to fly. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that, Daniel? You can say that about any animal. Yeah. Yeah. Please elaborate on that. Please. Elaborate, Most land animals, I can kind of try to get into character and be like it, but I could never be like a bird. <laughs> so get fuck into character. Them. You can. What? I. I. I st- I'm still not understanding this. What is your beep? You, is it because you can't fly? Is it because you can't swallow yeah, people? Yeah, it's that. They have That's a great it. life. They just get to hang out in trees and shit on people. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> So, so you see like birds up there, and it's like, yo, those fucking pieces. Yeah, like I would never. Don't God get me wrong. I would never kill birds, but I will always not like them. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna get hurt when I see a bird get hit. You think they're? You resent them. You just them. think they're really arrogant. Yes, I think they think they're better than us. And also, I've been attacked right. by probably two or three different birds. Um. So you know what? When I was a- they started it. Is what I'm saying. One of my earliest memories, when I was about, like, four and a half, I don't know why when I was... My father stopped taking me and my older brother camping. Terry was an infant at this time. Um, me and my older brother had much more fun than this piece of shit. Um, well, I got my own bird story to tell right after this. Well, um, my father used to take me and my older brother, the superior brothers, camping when we were very, very little... <laughs> too old to really appreciate camping for some reason. It was really weird. Um, when we were very little, like practically babies. So when I was four and a half, we went camping. And another family friend and his son would come as well. And one of my earliest memories is that family friend's son, who was very rambunctious. And I know exactly compared to us, who were perfect angels and would <clears throat> always listen to our parents would not listen was a total piece of shit like all the time uh was like chasing geese around the pond like all throughout the trip and like this was like the last day like you know probably like around the time we were getting ready to leave i remember like watching him uh this is like a very vague memory but like this time i remember watching him do this a lot but i remember this time i remember this so clearly he was just around the lake that we were camping by, chasing these geese. And he was like, one of the alpha geese must have been around. And all of a sudden, that geese got mad. Yep. And I saw this chubby little boy start getting the shit beat out of him by a very angry goose. Yeah. And a very large one. It was big. It was big. It was it was a mama They're goose. Pretty intimidating. No, no, no. This was this would have been a male goose. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, no. It must have been a male goose because like it was like the alpha geese. Or maybe it was a mama goose. I don't know what how geese patriarchy matriarchy works. <laughs> yeah. 
But it started beat flapping. Oh, it was crazy. This is such like, you know, it's such an early memory for me, but it was so hilarious. I don't know if you've ever seen a young child get beaten by a goose. No, I've seen plenty of adults but without a kid. No, but it's such a formative memory for me to seeing him get like, you know, beaten by it. And I couldn't do anything but just watch. Yeah. And I just remember being so, like, kind of neutral about it. Like, not being, like, you know, at the time, not being, like, you know, amused or, like, you know, worried. <laughs> but looking back on it, it's the best thing yeah, I that's ever saw. The funniest yeah. thing ever. It's the funniest thing ever. It's funny because, like, I was also attacked by a bird, a much smaller bird, when I was very little. And it's crazy because I actually, like, very vaguely remember this. Okay, so what happened was... Uh, so our house, we have like this, we have like this, uh, big bush in front of our house. And when I was very little, there was a robin's nest in that bush. Like this robin was raising, you know, a little family. Mm -hmm. And at that time, when I was that young, my great grandmother was living with us and she would often go out into the porch because you could reach the bush from the porch. So one time while the mother robin was away, she grabbed one of the robin's eggs and she thought oh little terry might want to see one of these because robin eggs are blue whereas most other eggs are white so he might like to see this so while she was like trying to grab it she accidentally like knocked the nest over and like both of the eggs just like splatted oh, on the shit. ground so she performed an abortion on these like little robins so when the mother came back and discovered that her unborn children were dead she was very mad now, of course, my great-grandmother didn't get out very much, but my dad, he was always doing yard work out in our front yard, cutting the grass. So the mother robin just assumed that my dad was the one who killed her babies. So my dad was constantly having to dodge this robin, just like dive-bombing yep. for his head. And <laughs> it was becoming a problem because it was happening so often. And my mom would often like look from the windows and like laugh at him, like tee, yeah. <laughs> like almost getting attacked by this bird. <laughs> but then this, <laughs> but then one time, my dad took me and my brothers to get haircuts. And like when he was when we were all getting out of the car in the driveway, the robin came for me, like tried to attack me. And my mom witnessed that. And even though she laughed when it happened to my dad, once it happened to me, she was just like, honey, you got to get rid of that bird. <laughs> so then my dad had to uh, take that Robin out with a BB Aww. gun. It's actually a pretty depressing story when you think about that Robin yeah. family. It's like that poor mother, that poor mother lost both of her unborn uh, children. Think, um, and then my dad, and then my dad had to kill it. I think uh, you're being a bit too generous towards our late uh, great-grandmother. She was a cold blood. She, she was. She was cold fucking blooded. <laughs> I don't know if she treated... I don't know if it was an accident. Oh, she was trying to kill the whole you're generation probably, of Robins? I think she did. She oh, probably God. did. She would probably torture the rest of them. I don't no, care. our great-grandmother great was very weird. Like, my dad has told she stories. She was totally weird. <laughs> my she was totally weird. We don't need to go into this. We don't need to denigrate the legacy. We don't need to denigrate the legacy of our great-grandmother. We're, all, we're already off the rails, but she was, she was weird. <laughs> yeah. We could talk about that another time. I mean, we don't need to go into what um, old, old... We don't need to go what, what like, you know, centuries-old white women were like. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Speaking of someone who's probably an old white woman now, Veruca, uh, she. Um, <laughs> yes, no, no, no. She was what what Veruca Salt was. That was Veruca Salt was basically what our grandmother was like. It's not rich. <laughs> it's not rich. Yeah, exactly. 
not not rich Veruca Salt was our great grandmother. <laughs> all right, just imagine that. She does her dance number, a little song number, which is a good time. I remember that having a lot of fun with that one as a kid. She. This song is great. Just I destroy love it. shit. Charlie couldn't. Si- she's a real asshole. The whole song, and then she's <laughs> she's great. Look, remember, remember, what, remember that. Wow, I it's really okay. can't. Just don't have talk. a stroke. <laughs> look, I, t- I sometimes I can't look. I take a lot of. Ep- I take a lot. Jesus Christ! I take a lot of medication. Take your time. <laughs> Jesus, I take a lot of medication for my epilepsy, and it really fucks up my brain. My my, my brain is very messed it's up. Okay. Sorry. Charlie uh, cannot sing nope. at all. Farouk, on the other hand, Jesus Christ! Like I said uh, before, uh, she's like on one tone this entire movie. Therefore, like, you know, you think, like, she's just so fucking annoying. She's always, like, you know, snows, berries. Yeah. So, like, she just sounds so obnoxious. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, she gets a musical number. So, you're like, you know, oh, shit, this is going to be terrible. And then she it's holds her own. Amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of talky right? singy, yeah. but it's good. It's talky singy. It's not, like, you know, amazing. But, it's like, animated. You know, compared to what you'd expect. Like, you know, she's animated, and it's, like, you know, it, it's yeah. fun, is what I'm saying. Like, you but know. I like it a lot. I just like. And her if you didn't like her energy, guess what? She's gone. She sat on the seat. She's a bad right. egg. Down <laughs> the suit, shoot. The time. The timing is so fucking. The good. timing is an impeccable. Hilarious. It's so good. I love it. Yeah. And I also love that when they do go down the shoot, whenever it's a bad egg, you just hear like a. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, every time. Yeah. The dad goes down there because yeah. he freaks out. He also is a bad egg, so he goes down the chute, and then Wonka says something like, "Oh, it's going to be a lot of garbage today." <laughs> and, and sorry goes right to the furnace your daughter's trash yeah. also i was really surprised she what um, surprised what grandpa joe says he says some messed up shit he goes well mr salt finally got what he wanted and charlie says what is that mm-hmm. veruca went first damn that girl yeah grandpa joe jesus grandpa joe Really fuck, really fucking aggressive. Loopas give us their little song about parenting advice, and um, I don't know how yeah. these Oompa Loompas know so much about social behavioral issues and parenting, but they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somehow, yeah. They used to have children before Wong. Oh, came. that's true. Now they don't have no <laughs> wives. Population just working all day. And uh, the we get the Wonko mobile that you talked about. That's uh, this scene is kind of doesn't need to be there, but it's just a car that's fueled by carbonation. It's fun when you're a kid, but doesn't really need to be there. I always hate, not hate it. I always dislike this scene because um, one, it's slow, mm-hmm. and two, it kind of signifies the end of the movie. Yeah, because um, there's not. The rest of the movie isn't, like, the best. I never, like, cared too much. There's not, like, all, like, the best scenes are behind Pretty us. much, yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of, we're kind of working our yeah. way down. Um, yeah, because yeah. we get this thing. And the one thing that I do like is that Willy Wonka, at, at the very end, says something like, Hasha Waka no. And the bomb from Mike TV's bomb says, is that Japanese? He goes, no, that's Wonka wash backwards. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> one thing i do like is that we so we put all these bubbles into this fucking thing and then it like blows yeah. up like right into uh my mrs T- tv's yep. face and you can put the brazos logo right onto it <laughs> yeah spraying uh 
all that white foam going right onto it. It's white fluid going on. To, yeah, this right. is it's a very it's, it's a very, very bad image. Suggestive is what I'm trying. I to guess say. in our eyes now and days, yes. Now I never thought of it before, <laughs> but now I'm like, Mrs. TV. Couple, like, you know, maybe yeah. a decade earlier, might, now, might get it. The damn, Shoddy. Now, now like, okay. Shane took a little walk to the bathroom during the scene and. Well. <laughs> finished you know. himself off. He literally. Had to, t- had to take a couple tugs, is, is all. He literally did say, oh man, I'd like to do that to Mrs. TV. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, like, a movie with this many children in it, like, I'm not well, thinking about know, that at all. Dead by now. <laughs> That's whereas. <laughs> so, it's not so bad. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> It was in 1970. They're not dead. I actually do. I do. I think I don't really like my TV scene. I was glad to see him go, but I like the the whole ambiance of the whole place. It's like they're in the Matrix. They got cool. those jumpsuits, Captain Cold glasses. I thought it yeah. was. Like I said before, it's like it's like a Cooper. It's weird, right? bro. I like it though. It's 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 very cold and empty and bleak. yeah. It's something out of Space Odyssey. It reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so they, uh, eventually Mike TV, he turns into a little tiny shrink person because we find out about Wonka. <laughs> what even is this? I don't even. It's weird. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It really. They got to like, I guess they got to stretch him. And I do like the part where Wonka is whispering to the Oompa Loompa and the, the, we don't really hear what they're saying, but then. Wonka tells him, "Oh no, don't worry. I won't. I won't blame you." <laughs> You're like, "Oh shit!" The the, the envelope was like, "I <laughs> killed him." Uh, you 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 won't be held responsible. I yeah. do kind of like that about the movie. It's like we hear the Umpalumpas sing all the time, but we never hear them talk. That's like a weird little detail that I kind of like. That's true. I I do like that so much. Um, it's all over, and Willy Wonka just sort of blows them off. He's like, "All right, well, mm-hmm. this is fun. Uh, can you go away? Because I have a lot of work to do, pretty much." And I love um, the way his office looks because oh, yeah. they they just sort of <laughs> rush in. <laughs> this is so heavy handed. It's great. <laughs> They're just like you know, we're g- Joe, Grandpa Joe is like you know. Um, I actually respect him for this one when he's just like you know, fuck this. Let's like you know, let's go hassle this guy. Yep. Um, they rush into his office and uh, everything is sliced <laughs> in half in a very heavy, <laughs> in a very, <laughs> in a very heavy handed. Uh, way to show that he's like his light i it reminds supposed to show in a way that he's like Mm -hmm. half complete his life is like it reminds me of the villain from jimmy neutron who only finished things halfway shut the fuck up it's not (laughs) at all like that (laughs) no it's not like jimmy neutron terry it reminded me of that though i'm not saying it's like that but it reminded me of that nobody's thinking of jimmy neutron like that you never know Um, I I do love love it and and not everything is technically cut like some stuff is in half you have some paintings that maybe a quarter is sliced but things are all sliced up it shows that his life is incomplete that things are missing that Willy Wonka I don't think that's what it is I think that it's trying to say that you get to complete the rest of that part of what that is. It doesn't have to always be uniform. That's... You can use your creativity, your imagination, your, you know, to to be able to create what the rest of what you want that painting to look the way the way you want the rest of that grandfather clock to look. You get to use it. So cut it in half, and you envision what it should be. Hmm, that's an interesting. I'm a positive word. person. You're kind of like a, I don't know, sad. <laughs> I am. 
Shane, I'm just gonna say I am very sad. Shane's a real misanthrope. He's a regular Larry David. <laughs> Larry this guy. I am. I am though. I am gonna say that. Um, based. Well, the, well, look at what Willy Wonka's been asking for. Acting like all this movie, being very sassy, being like you know how he's been acting towards these children, like you know basically trying to kill them. He's weeding like, them out. Yeah, weeding out um, the weak. Yeah, that's what dude, that's what life should be. I honestly wants- feel I like the way that I think it's I I think it's Korea that has a system where as soon as you get to a certain age you take an exam and then by taking that exam you you are automatically put into a position of this is going to be your career field and the, and the, this is what and I'm not trying to say this is exactly how things should be but it we it keeps people from it lets people know where they kind of probably would be best and where they would you know and i feel like a lot of these kids are kind of shitty and they don't deserve a year's full of chocolate and willy wonka is testing them and weeding out the ones that don't deserve it <laughs> uh, yeah uh, but it's kind of dark because i think some of them died for real <laughs> yeah some of them died he, he, he killed he some children killed some he definitely children. killed some children. exactly and this, if and they this... didn't die, he definitely didn't care if some died. He was—he's uh, obviously very misanthropic. Uh, it's that cannot be denied. Um, so, what is some of this is so some from the visual cues here? It is very heavy-handed to say that it is not all shown. You reading an essay? Life. Are you reading an essay? What? <laughs> this is your seventh-grade essay about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> what so what what we were saying about what we were saying about you know we don't we don't really know what happens to the rest of the kids in this movie it is left up to interpretation that maybe they died that's another thing that pissed me off about the remake you see all the kids exit the factory in the movie it's like oh they're actually fine like the little girl like the girl like violet she got juiced so now she's back to normal mike tv got stretched out on the taffy machine they have powers now yeah now they've become fantastic four (laughs) characters <laughs> yeah, they really do. Yeah, I never thought really of it weird. that way. Mike TV is all stretchy and weird. They made him way taller than they needed to be, which I got to say is, is kind of funny. But I think it works better in this version if you don't know what happens yeah, to them. Yeah, the vagueness. That's what works best about this movie, the vagueness. Not knowing what country there yeah. is, the vague, like, you know, very, we don't know what country there is. Um, the, the subtlety that we don't know... Um, it's very like you know vaguely fair like a very fairy tale. It's like you were saying before. It's very much like a fairy tale. Yes. Like you don't need all those like details. Uh huh. And that's and... that was that's one of its strengths. Pissed off because um, Grandpa Joe and and Charlie broke section thirty seven B of the contract which they signed, and it also says that the offer is null and void if they break the contract and by stealing the fizzy uh-huh. lifting drinks. Uh, and also, they dirtied the ceiling with their sticky ass hands. And now Wonka, Wonka is not dealing with COVID, man. He's got to clean this shit up. No, no, it's so weird how like I was actually thinking of that while watching it. It's like now the ceiling has to be sanitized. It's like, well, I mean, now with COVID, like, yeah, you would definitely have to do that more this, than ever. Yeah, this may be like you know a hundred years before COVID, but it's a factory where you are producing products to be mass. To be producing edible products to be produced for mass consumption across the globe. Like, you know, yeah, motherfucker. Don't <laughs> yeah. fucking do that. They broke the rules. 
And um, you know the yeah. you know uh, grand, I always want to call him uncle, but Grandpa Joe gets pissed and says, "You're like a dirty <laughs> son of a bitch! I you know you're an asshole! You're screwing us over!" Blah blah blah. And he tells Charlie, "Like, let's go. You know, we let's just go give that gobstopper to good old Squidworth. You know, Squidworth." <laughs> Squidward. 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 <laughs> that was accidental. I didn't even mean for that to happen, but that was funny. <laughs> I, meant slugward. I always call them slugs, to be honest. Squidward <laughs> tentacles. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Shane's about to fall out of his fucking chair. We're gonna need a minute. <laughs> Charlie, could you get me the everlasting gobstopper recipe? SpongeBob should do a little, a little bit of doing Willy Wonka in the, under the sea. Oh God! Sorry about that. This fizzy lifting drink tastes pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, we he goes back. He gives him the gobstopper. He wins. They bring out uh, slugs. I said Squidworth again. Oh, they bring out. He's. We're gonna need a couple seconds. <laughs> I don't know why. That's it's like no, no, no. It's supposed to be funny. <laughs> this is Squidward. This is and so, so off the rails. Uh, apparently, his name is actually Mr. Wilkinson, which also still sounds like someone you shouldn't trust. How did I? How did I not catch that, Wilkinson? And also, Wilkinson. Can I just add that, like, if Slugworth was like, you know, a sp- like not real and was just like a plug, uh, <laughs> all the other rich families who had heard of Slugworth and were like, you know, kind of in on it, like, you know, let's say that, like, you know, Veruca won or Violet won or Augustus won. Uh, they probably would have sold Wonka out to, like, you know, get all that cash and all, like, you know, that setup. Um, they would have, like, checked to see if, like, you know, the Slugworth company was real. Yeah. And they would have known if that was, like, fake or something. So Wonka would have had, like, you know, set up, like, a shell company or some shit. I right? think it, it's... It, I How do you think... Right? I, I do think it's actually established in the movie. Like, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the opening scene when they're at the Candyman's shop, in the background, you can see a sign that says something like, you know, we sell Slugworth candies here. So... Slugworth is actually known as a competing candy company. It's just not as big as Wonka, but it is a thing in the universe of the movie. So not only did so to go so far for this for this bit (laughs) for this bit this this gag. Uh, I do like the fact that Willy Wonka is like Batman, and he names all his contraptions with his name involved in it. It's right, Wonka (laughs) Vader. The Wonkman. Okay, let me tell you something about the fucking Wonkman. Oh it can go back. It doesn't just go up and down. It goes backways. <laughs> it goes sideways. That's called a ship, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, and it does somehow, without any propulsion system, <laughs> float. Yeah. It's, an, it's an elevator as big as a battleship. I will say this, though. This whole scene... It's legitimately just like Charlie. Oh, it's beautiful. Like this. this is a great. You get, you get the. It's so good. Charlie wins, even though um, Grandpa Joe doesn't deserve to be here because he's a motherfucking piece of shit, and he totally led him astray. 
Charlie wins and he gets the he gets the factory for being like you know pure of heart and giving him the gobstopper and everything. It's a very beautiful ending and like you know the factory and seeing the whole town. Charlie Bucket could ride all of Munich. Charlie Bucket could ride the Nimbus <laughs> Cloud. He's because he's and, pure uh, of heart. <laughs> Willy Wonka has Man. found his Robin. Apparently, this feels like Batman now. <laughs> yeah, this is so great. It's such a great end. It's such a, for all we've for all of our crazy rambling. I don't feel like I was crazy rambling that much, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you don't have to just, it's bl- just it's like a blanket statement. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to say that, I... <laughs> that we said some crazy things during this episode? Some... Couple of things, but you know, I was nice enough that's, not to make that, them do, that's... you know, the brothers. Yeah, the Mario Brothers. Now, yeah, are you, are you, are, are fucking Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, Siskel and Ebert. No, I would have gladly done it, but the, we if, I mean, gladly. <laughs> but even if though we've been trying, only to, only if we were asked to do it. Only if we were asked, we would have. We're feeling. We were feeling a little bit loose. <laughs> no yet. shit. We've if you bo- haven't noticed. We've we've both had some brandy. Shane almost never drinks, but this I almost never drink. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, he is in rare form. <laughs> This piece of shit. Well, just before we get to the ratings, y'all, as y'all know, I do like to do a quick impression with all these movies we talk about, so I'm about to do a little thing called Quick Impression. So you get nothing! Quick Impressions. You lose! Good day, sir! All right. That felt good. I love that scene. (laughs) That was a really good one. Daniel. Thank you. I like. That. I like to scream. <laughs> I literally like that. Yeah. So, guys, as you know, I like to rate these movies by my favorite mustaches. We got the full Fu Manchu recommendation. We got the um. Wait, how's it go? Walrus mustache. Then we got the horseshoe mustache, and then the Hitler mustache. Terry, why don't you first start? What What did you give this? What would you give this movie? If I'm being totally honest, considering everything that this movie needed to be. I got to give this the full recommend. I really love this movie. You know, I saw this movie as a little kid, and I think that really helps because what makes this movie so good is because, in a lot of ways, it is kind of a celebration of childhood and the things that you think and feel as a child. Because I think it's very well summed up at the end of the movie when Willy Wonka says, Well, you know, Charlie, always remember what happened to the man who got everything he ever wanted. He lived happily ever after. And that's a very sort of childlike thought. And it very much kind of celebrates that childlike sort of exactly. thinking. And it does it so well. It's such a charming movie. It's a funny movie. It's so memorable. It's dark in all the ways that I feel like are kind of appeal. It, it's it's, it's yeah. kind of appealing. It's very tough for me to be articulate right now. Oh, you're giving it But all I out. hope that I can I'm, I'm get my point across. <laughs> but I, I like it, Terry. No, I, I, I hope that I can art- get it all out, what I want to say. It's just a very good movie. It's one of one of the best like children's movies ever made that you can enjoy as a child and still enjoy when you're grown up. It, 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 I, so I do give it the full recommend. Love it. Shane, Love what about it. you? Uh, I'm going to have to hold back a little bit um, based on some things that I noticed and give it a wall. No, fuck <laughs> that shit. This gets the full racial Fu Manchu. <laughs> this movie, based on what Terry said, like, you know, how can you not give this the Fu Manchu? Like, um, really, like what Terry said, um, 
It's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good... <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't be poignant. Um, very articulate either. But, like, you know, it's like I can't be very poignant today because, like, you know, I'm sorry. I had a long day of work. I had to walk home. Like, you know, I'm t- I have a terrible oh, cheer schedule up, Charlie. right now. Cheer up. <laughs> Mr. Shane, I'm wa- I'm working later hours and I am uh, just walking a lot later, so my podcasting is just not as good as if it was ever good before. I'm not a good host, sorry. But uh, the thing is, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is a wonderful movie with its subtle fairy tale qualities while also being very grounded in reality. It's very great details of being like you know also being like it's a good 70s movie too while also being like you know not grounded in its time yeah it's just good use of its actors they're just so charming and just so just god they're just so fucking good it's Mm -hmm. good use of practical effects but just not dating itself it's just such a good viscerally entertaining movie it's good musical numbers Mm -hmm. it's just so entertaining throughout a lot of people will say like you know maybe younger people watching it now will say that it's slower but i think a lot of us who grew up with it cannot possibly say that this has aged poorly this is just a good it has yeah no i will say i give it the full food manchu and i do um I do mirror everything that y'all mentioned. It is a big part of my childhood. I had I, I had the VHS and would put this uh, tape in all the time. I always had a great time watching it. I always thought it was funny. And then I, I think what's magical about this film is the older you get, the more you appreciate it and the more you appreciate different mm-hmm. aspects of it. You It almost with grows with you, you know, or you the grow fact, with it. The, yeah. The fact that it's so unapologetically childish in a way yeah like i was saying before like they really kind of it really kind of caters to a lot of emotions like you know just the sense of entitlement and the selfishness that every kid goes through but it shows it without you know it kind of rewards that like you know how with grandpa joe being like oh you know charlie you deserve it because you want it more than anyone else it rewards a lot of very selfish childish feelings and And that's what makes it refreshing about it because i've never really seen many other movies that are like that that portray childhood in that way and yet i don't feel like it's a bad lesson though because charlie from his material upbringing (laughs) is not um he's not a bad child I think from like what its lesson is, Charlie does not come from material wealth. He is poor. No. He is not a bad child. He does not treat people well. He is always he's a virtuous child. He treats he treats his family well. He's always giving. So he has every right from a karmic standpoint to believe that he yeah. does deserve that. Absolutely. Even though you do not you should not believe you are entitled to that yeah in some form maybe you should no. so no it makes a lot of sense man in some way maybe you sh- so in some way maybe you should in a way maybe in a little way maybe he should get that yeah so at the end of the day charlie does get it and we feel like we should be rooting for him because I you do know, know what, what you mean. mean. So, um, 
Thank y'all exactly so much for uh, to, yammering not, with me a, about this know, movie. I, I yammered a bit it's too okay. much. I don't need to really, uh, <laughs> and, uh, dip into Terry's, uh, you know, his secret stash of uh, spicy water. <laughs> so I wasn't as... No, like, you're fine. Are there, are there any other so podcasts that y'all are going to be on that people can check out more of uh, the wonderfulness you bring? I'm usually on the grind bin. We're going to be on the Bloody Bits podcast oh, okay. in a couple of days. Awesome. Yeah, couple, so that will probably be out more like. you know, in a month or so. Of, oh, when are we going to be on Bloody Bits? It's, it's going to oh, be... Oh, yeah, well, it's going to be released. It's going to be later next month, so it's going to be released later than that. It'll be right, a couple so months before the next time months, we're on, we're on the Bloody Bits. A, right. Rather, we should say we're recording in a couple of days. Yeah. Okay, cool. And the, the listeners do know about Bloody Bits. If y'all don't know, check out bloodybits.com. You got right. Eddie the Axe as the host, and y'all know Tim Yobo very yes. well. He's the co-host, so wonderful man um and as y'all know y'all can find podcastio at mustachio podcastio on instagram and podcastio on twitter and mustachio podcastio at gmail.com if you want to email me any movie suggestions or if you want to be on the show like these two sons of bitches you can you're always welcome to be on the show (laughs) and again guys thank y'all so much for talking about this movie with me i truly appreciate it i had a great freaking time man it was a blast. I loved being on here. We hope yeah. we can come back on soon. And I know what movie we're doing the next time. We won't spoil it, but we know <laughs> what movie we're doing the next time we come on here. Do we? So we I hope. No, we did. I'll tell you when we stop recording. You'll remember <laughs> right. immediately what I tell well, you. We'll check y'all later. Bye. Oh, I remember. Yeah.